matter of fact, I won't because Wood drastically underestimates the impact Wood of social Wood drastically underestimates the impact of social distinctions predicated upon wealth, especially inherited wealth. You got that from Vickers. Work in Essex County, page 98, right? Yeah, I read that too. Were you going to plagiarize the whole thing for us? Do you have any thoughts of your own on this matter? Or do you, is that your thing? You come into a bar, you read some obscure passage, and then pretend you, you pawn it off as your own... As your own idea, just to impress some girls, embarrass my friend. See, the sad thing about a guy like you is in 50 years, you're going to start doing some thinking on your own, and you're going to come up with the fact that there are two certainties in life. One, don't do that. And two, you dropped 150 grand on a fucking education you could have got for a dollar fifty in late charges at the public library. <laughs> yeah, but I will have a degree. And you'll be serving my kids fries at a drive-thru on our way to a skiing trip. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but at least I won't be unoriginal. But, I mean, if you have a problem with that, I mean, we could just step outside. We could figure it out. Oh, man, there's no problem. It's cool. It's cool. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that's wicked smart. It's best film ever. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. And if no one got that, you didn't watch the movie. That's nope. all I gotta say. <laughs> all right, we're here today to do episode number 188, Good Will Hunting. I'll be honest, this is one of those ones that I was like... Oh, I don't know if it's quite bullet in the chamber, it's close. Very it's close. close. It's borderline, isn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was one of those surprises we hadn't got to yet, mm-hmm. three years in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we did the real roundtable on Robin Williams, and we spoke about it a lot there, but we haven't quite done this. And, uh, hey, you know, we, I love us a double feature here at the BFE. Double feature. Not, not, science not a science fiction double feature. <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, it's a, it's a Matt Damon fiction double feature. <laughs> is he going to demonstrate that he is, in uh, fact, a great actor today? We will find I, out. I, I, I hate that so much. I was looking for some sort of, all week long, I was trying to think of some sort of, like, cool Damon pun. That was and very couldn't good. couldn't come as up they, with anything. As they, go, that, I, as they go, that was good. Huh? Damon double. Damon double is just cool branding. Yeah. It's, not a, it's not a pun. No. It's like, you know, I'm trying to think of something we did now. I can't think of it. <laughs> oh, it's like when we did uh, th- thun- uh, Thunderstruck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. That too, oh, speaking of which, I'm going to say about that when it comes to the news. But anyway, here Oogly we go. Uh, but uh, let's talk about, if he, if, hey, if this is your first time catching us, when I say, what do you mean double feature? Last week, we did Le Mans 66, we also did. known as Ford versus Ferrari. How did that do? Being a oh, relatively new movie. I'll tell you what, it was not the quickest round the racetrack. <laughs> I, 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 I had I'll, reservations. I'll come back to that in, in a second yeah. here. Uh, but I'll tell you who I never have reservations about. Oh, go on. And that's our friends of the podcast. Ooh. That's our Patreon backers. I'm talking about Julene. All right. Hermes. I hear you. James DeGuzman. Okay. Lena Oberholzer. All right. Ensign Ian Davies. Yeah. Chris Peterson. Woo. Randall, what's your handle? Silva. Yeah, I hear you. Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. The Yeatmeister. You. Reverend Bruce. Yeah. Nate the Great. Oh, yeah. Andy Dixon. <laughs> Woo. Holly Callen. All right. Cheesy. With a fish on a bike. Our resident curmudgeon, Richard. Hey. The cool cat himself. Ryan Kukets. Dirk, but his friends call him. Diggler. 
uh, the shy guy himself, Shy Bergerfreund. Shy guy. AJ from Nova Scotia. Hey. Oh, Canada. Canada. And all the way from the Stew World Order, SWO. <laughs> Stu World Order Productions. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. And if you're sitting out there going, how do I get my name read like that? How can I help keep the lights on here, which aren't on yet, at the Studio of Awesomeness? I'm officially making that George's job from now on in. <laughs> She's closest. How do you keep that sweet, sweet BFE content from the microphone to your ears two times a week? Please consider joining the Patreon. Support the podcast. You can get that order for as little as three uh, I said three bucks. That would be incorrect. Three British pounds. That's less than four US dollars. Five Canadian bucks. Other currencies are available. I think 541, yeah. Okay. <laughs> 64 Mexican pesos. I just look at Just you under $6 Australian. Yeah, cool. There we are. Uh, Patreon gifts, have a, they've, they've all been shipped. We, we know this gone now. Out and that some of yeah. them are received. And, and I've given you the payment for that, right? You have, yeah. I have, so, so we're all good. We're all so, good. Ethan, September 15th, I need new product. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Cool. I have two ideas that I think I'm yeah, okay. nearly done with. September 15th. <laughs> <laughs> so we can guarantee they're sent out by September 30th. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, again, uh, if you want to know what we're talking about, uh, there's some some good little goodies that went out. Uh, already hit people's addresses. They're already posting pictures of them in our uh, Patreon group chat that we have. Um, always good to see that sort of stuff. Appreciate all the creativity that the team brings to it, especially Ethan heading that up. So, uh, yeah. Ooh. That's that's good stuff. So there we are. Uh, I think tonight, literally, I'm going to send out the uh, Media Madness films of the MCU. So Ooh. that is officially still gotten out in the week that I promised last week. It'll just be a Monday, Tuesday double hit. So nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's do some reflections. And corrections. Indeed. And we got to start with the yellow button. There's a mistake I think I made. Got a few of these to do today, actually. Oh, okay. First one. Kind of goes to it goes to me, but it's 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 so it's about the Cuba conversation, and no one called me out on it, which I was really surprised by. I did thought they, they would. We oh, talked about Cuba, Cuba last week, oh, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, and yeah. If you can go to Cuba, so I did some research because I wanted to make sure I was I wasn't out of turn. I said I'm feeling something's a little bit different. Yeah. So here's the deal: you still can't trade. If you're an American, you cannot trade with Cuba. Yep. Private citizens since the Obama administration have been able to go to cuba but you cannot stay at a resort Ooh. to stay at a resort would be to support the the, yep. the sort of tourism so they can do anything touristy yep you can apply for a special visa and the one that gets the most people in it's called something like supporting the cuban people so what you have to do that is to stay at like a uh, individual's uh home okay and go to museums and there's a bunch of things and that gets you a visa for that time it sounds like a lot of hassle. It is a lot of hassle. It looks like it. Yeah. yeah. So imagine otherwise you'd just be like, no, nah, I just want to go sit on a beach somewhere. You go to, you yeah. go to Dominican or something like that. Yeah. But you can do that. You still can't trade. And Donald Trump made it a bit harder. Joe Biden's made it again a bit easier. So it's not a finished thing. Oh, but okay. it's not. They can't go to Cuba yet like we go to Cuba. That's okay. still It's still a much different situation. That makes sense. So I just wanted to qualify that. I got to do this one. There's a mistake. I think I'm this one mostly goes to Georgia and Liam. Ooh. Oh, what did we do? Ooh, what Hen- did we do? Henry Ford II? Yeah. Henry Ford's grandson. Grandson. Which I did say. So it says, dad or granddad? You just went, oh, his dad. It's yeah, Henry well, Ford II. Thought. And I went, oh, okay. Well, and then. Oh, <laughs> hang on. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I just took context clues from the film. Yep. I was thinking. Oh, he, he does literally say, my grandfather. I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, In that yeah. first but speech, my grandfather was walking home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Kevdog. I was the first one well to bring that done, up to my occasion. Thanks a lot, Kev. Someone else did bring it, but Kev Dog was first in the pool for that one. So thanks a lot, Kev. Well done. And I did say, I'm going to take great joy. In t- I'm shy might have done it as well. <laughs> the shy guy himself might have brought it to my attention. So 
I don't mind people yeah. picking up on stuff. That's cool. No, I'd, mind rather be, I'd rather us be right than not right. We've always said yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we'd always be we prefer knowing and being right. Pride is not that sort of a thing. Nah. We're a very humble podcast. We accept it with humility. The word the minute you use the word very, you've just proven humble's not the thing. <laughs> Here, I am very <laughs> humble. <laughs> <laughs> I used to walk away with a thing that said uh, it was as part of this pub, um, inspirational speaking thing I was doing, and uh, we all have to have it like a did did you know fact, and mine was did you know that humility is the only character trait that once you realize you have it you've lost it yeah because you can't be aware I hate that, that I am uh, that that is the thing there Are you tell me that that's a, that's something I need to do today mm-hmm. okay I, I can't say anything else but I can figure that out yeah we can do that um so uh, what else do we have here we've got uh, another one it's a half a one. There we are. <laughs> I love that. I hope you can do that. It's kind of half me, half you guys. Oh, okay. I said mm. that Lee Iacocca comes back from Ferrari. All right. And he says, tell me what they said about me. Yep. And I said, he says a whole bunch of stuff that he didn't say. And you guys went, oh, no. He said all that stuff. I've checked the script and I've gone back and checked the film. Okay. Maybe not word for word. He but- does call Ford uh, pig-headed. Yep. which is what's repeated back. He does say he's not Henry Ford. He's Henry Ford II. Yep. That is said. Never calls him fat. I, I was certain on the... Calls his cars fat and ugly. Never ah. calls ah, Ford fat. That's where we... So, and, he, and he leads... And fat is the first thing he leads with. So yeah. <laughs> I think we've had a situation where we're both a little bit right. Okay. And we're both a little bit... We're both a little bit... Yeah, just a little bit. So there you go. Uh, something I talked about last week... I think it's Ken Miles' story. We sort of settled on, I think it's Shelby's story. I think it's Ken Miles' story. Can I explain why? Yeah, go on. Okay. Who doesn't get to go to Le Mans the first time? Yeah, Ken doesn't. Who else doesn't get to go to Le Mans? Well, Shelby doesn't. No, Shelby's there. No, he doesn't race Le Mans, does he? No, no. Well, he does at the start of the movie. Oh, at the start of the movie. But but who doesn't even get to go to France? Mm -hmm. Oh, um. Us. Oh, oh right, we don't yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah, we stay with him. We do. You're right. So I think the framing device is, is Carol Shelby. I think it's Ken Miles' story. Oh, okay. yeah, because I- it's hard because then we get scenes where he goes to Ford by himself, and Ken's not there for that. Yeah, yeah. But we're kept from Le Mans. That's very true. Yeah, I hadn't thought that. something I was thinking about. Mm. That's the benefit of doing the quality listening. Going, hang on, I'm doing everybody else says I do. I'm having a conversation with the radio as well, and I'm like, they can't hear me. <laughs> My girlfriend does the same thing. She's like, I'm having a It's either a very clever storytelling device, or it's we just didn't have the budget to film the Lamonts twice. No, I think it's important that we see because we <laughs> no, see Lamonts in the dark right. the first time with that, so we don't really see Lamonts with Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, we yeah, see, we like see him on fire. That's the first time. But like so the also, first time we see it is through his eyes. We do, yeah. And if we had been used to it by going there already, we don't get to see it for the first time alongside him seeing it for the first that's time. That's true, that's true. So yeah, that's my yeah, theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there we go. So let's just do some... Uh, I, I even found one I didn't put on the, on the machine yet. Leah Tan. Huh? General shout-outs. <laughs> uh, Georgia, uh, you're on your next favorite movie this week. Yay! You're doing Ooh. the Muppet movie from yeah. 1979. Well, that's a good choice. It is a good choice. choice. Yeah. A feat of uh, puppet, Muppet engineering marvility. There's a word. Brilliant. Yeah. It's yeah. brilliant. It's absolutely stunning. Film. The, the, shot, the he, shot of him on the bicycle. Shot on the bicycle. Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? Him in the bicycle, him in the log. Yeah. Both fantastic. Brilliant. So uh, if you're, uh, when you get done with this, why don't you go ahead and check out Georgia on your next favorite movie with Josh G. Uh, we love Josh G here on the BFE. We do. Uh, and are looking forward to uh, finishing off 
the month ever. I'm going to see if I can sweet talk. I'm going to include Megs for number four. Oh, we're going for a fourth. I'm hoping. Best month ever for A New Hope. <laughs> a new and Megs Megan can be the new hope. hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping. I can't, I can't see him saying that. Well, we'll have to keep the cast. If we ever go bigger than five on the cast, like that's like best summer ever now. It's yeah. <laughs> best month. <laughs> so there we one. are. Uh, Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die. Just love Kev. Yeah. Just love Kev. Yeah. Um, Griff from the Paul and Griff show. Hey, got a hold of us. Hey, Griff, how you doing, yeah. buddy? Uh, I haven't heard that name in a while. The uh, are you still with us, Ethan? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, my my, my Zoom just disappeared on me for some reason. That's weird. Um, oh. but we can still hear you. So that's good. Yeah. So the Paul and Griff show itself, I don't think is a thing currently anymore, no. or it's an, uh, on a long term hiatus. Yep. But but Griff got a hold. I miss Griff. Griff was one of yeah. our one of our OG buddies really, here uh, when we got into podcasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the first ones to really latch door, on and make yep. make it make a connection with us. Yep. So uh, good to, good to talk and to that you, means Griff. A lot to us, it does, it does. And I'm going to talk about something in a minute. Griff's going to be be a part of. Cool. Um, I want to throw a shout out to Matt from Assemble. Um, Matt's a YouTuber, right? And he does um, he does YouTube videos. His channel focuses on wrestling, video gaming, of all things. Ooh. And he's, oh. he's 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 got a nice following. Like he's he's doing all right for himself. Yep. And he's trying to branch out and do some stuff. If you, you guys know Pitch Meeting, at least some of you know Pitch mm-hmm. Meeting, yeah? yeah. He's no. kind of imagining like a wrestling version of Pitch Meeting. Cool, yeah. And so the minute I saw someone, I was like, oh, someone should do, and then I saw Matt was doing, I'm like, oh, that's clever. And so I was asking, I said, can I kind of, kind of share some thoughts? Because I saw some of the stuff. And so can I just share a couple of thoughts? What's a Pitch Meeting? Pitch Meeting. Uh, pitch Meeting is, we refer to it a lot. Um, it's done by originally by a guy called Ryan George. And what he does is he shoots. It's kind of like TikTok before TikTok was TikTok in a sense, (laughs) where he plays two roles. He plays, uh, he plays a writer and he plays a movie executive. Yep. And so he plays the writer. So he shoots himself with like a green screen. Oh, I see. On one side. And then he, he wears a suit and he's the executive. So he's talking to himself as two different characters. But if you're me, you don't realize for the first two years of watching. (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't realize there were two different people. Uh, They weren't two different people. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So goes back and forth. And what it does is if you've seen the movie, which you're really supposed to have, it'll, um, it sort of works with dramatic irony because we know all the things that are going to get pitched. And so he basically points out all the flaws by doing it in the pitch. Like it was the intentional thing and they just ignored it. So it's it's really like he's done, like he's, he's huge. That guy's huge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so Matt's trying to sort of uh, go take that angle, but with wrestling and the idea about how do these creative decisions and wrestling get made. Cool. And so I looked at someone and said, Hey, can can I share a couple thoughts? And he was like, yeah, which is really good. Cause you get a big time mean gun. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Who but no, are he, you? He, he was really cool because I just reached out about it nowhere and said, I've got some thoughts and he let me share them. And uh, I thought, look, okay, I didn't want to come off as being overeager mm-hmm. or disrespectful. And I even said, I'm trying to come off as overeager, disrespectful. <laughs> and uh, no, and then I got a little bit. And then he fired me off a message back. A couple, uh, we've been doing a little bit of conversation. He said, hey, I've just done. Uh, have you any thoughts about the, I was thinking about doing this. What, what's, your, what's your thought? I was just looking for a little bit of feedback before before he. Before he makes it, and then when he posts it, he's going, "Hey, can you have a look and give me some, uh, oh, give me good. some thoughts?" So, no. as a, a teacher's life, the marking never finishes, I guess. Yeah, true. <laughs> but I just wanted to say he he shouted us out on, on some of his platforms, oh, and I wanted to so say much. I wanted to say thanks a lot, Matt. So, if you're all in, interested in wrestling, video gaming, or even wrestling in general, he's got two YouTube channels. His main one is video game one is Assemble, but his. Uh, his wrestling sort of uh, pitch meeting thing is uh, wrestle sketch both available on youtube so go ahead cool. give him a subscribe he's he's, cool. he's good peeps and he's canadian so yeah, you know better oh canada all that stuff <laughs> we're off to wrestling next week we are off to the wrestling <laughs> i gotta order a canadian flag like tonight oh man i gotta learn how to sing judas by uh 
by Chris Jericho because <laughs> there's gonna be eighty three thousand people singing the song when he walks down to the ring. Shit, I'm gonna have to learn. We're, that gonna, as well. we're, gonna, we're gonna have to learn that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The best thing is last week to go Judas in Judas in my mind. That's the big one. As long as you can do that. Oh, okay. But it's gonna be great. Uh, he's fighting. He's fighting a Brit. So he's gonna Ooh. be. Everyone's gonna sing the song and then boom the rest. Of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's like twenty five years younger than him. Yeah. Too. Oh. Will Osprey. Oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be really good. I'm looking forward to it. Can't wait. It's officially the highest selling ticket sold wrestling event ever. Wow. Wow. In the history of wrestling anywhere in the world. That's nuts, yeah. isn't it? It is. Whew. So And we're gonna be part it's of it. It's about saying I was there now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I had a wrestling video uh, recommended to me on YouTube yesterday and I was like, I know this name, Chris Benoit, where have I heard oh, that? And geez. then it t- Yeah, and then it turned into a true crime channel and I went, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because I, I remember the name like when I was younger, and then unfortunately also Canadian. <laughs> oh no! Um, but there we are. Um, where are we at here? I want to give a shout out to, to a new listener, Dom. Hey Dom. Hey Dom. Hi. He uh, sent us the following message: Sup, sup to you, Dom. Hey. We just started listening. I love the podcast already. Just wanted to ask if you've ever done an episode on No Country for Old Men. Oh. I hear it mentioned every now and then in the pod. Not yet, buddy. Not yet, but we will. But that's one where I can use the term in the chamber. Yeah, I yeah. For, for me, for me. Felicity said the same thing. You have, she said she loved this film. Okay, you have to watch it either here or there with Felicity on strict. He's not allowed to even be near his phone. No, because <laughs> yeah. dead serious. Yeah, yeah. You have I, to give I, this your whole. This is like, like a usual suspects kind of film. You can't be half paying attention to it. Okay, okay. Okay? I promise. All right. I promise. Good lad. I made the same speech with him when it was a little more sunshine, folks. <laughs> hey, you don't not pay attention? You did. You did? No, I, I was. Well done. That's why it all works. Thank you, sir. Doing the bare minimum. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I did watch the film. (laughs) Uh, Gif of the week was Wrench. I think uh, things were pretty uh, low on the output this time. I'm just going to go ahead and say she's on a streak, man. The win goes to Kara for Donald Duck having like a monkey wrench clamped on his head. Nice. It was the best of a... I think I have seen that. It was the best of a slightly meh group. Oh, okay. So there we go. So wrench. So well done. Uh, I'll go second place to uh oh, let's say uh Chris Peterson. Justin Long was having a wrench thrown in his head. I didn't get the reference. And third place will go to I uh, will do a tie. AJ and Josh my next favorite movie. Uh appreciate you guys playing the game. Uh did Hammy's play? No, no, no. No. <laughs> Did he throw his spanner at? Well, he's the guy who said the easiest Yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know. But well, I didn't know if he'd slide one in. No. <laughs> under a different pseudonym. But you know, you could slide, and that's a review. Apple or Spotify. <laughs> I hear five stars is a nice number. Five is a magic number. I think I'm really becoming skilled with segues. I think I can pretty much get anywhere from anywhere. Oh, okay. I'm pretty good. Yeah, you are pretty good. Yeah. You're firing on all six cylinders. Six cylinders. Is that how many cylinders a car usually has? I don't know. Not average wise, the problem. <laughs> Checking in with the morning report. <laughs> Can we talk about this for two minutes really quickly? Because we are doing a double recording session today. So we are streamlining things a bit uh, because Liam and I are off to the wrestling. So there we go. First thing, though, I want to talk about is I heard today Taika Waititi is somewhat linked to a Thor 5. Oh, okay. Yep. Apparently, if it's going to happen, he will be the guy in the chair. I thought there was no chance that happened after Thor 4. I was thinking he'd just go back to his little indie movies because he's got an indie movie coming out this year that actually looks good. Is it one of the movies that actually was not that great but actually took a lot of money? What, Thor Love and Thunder? Yeah. Thor Love and Thunder sucked. 
Yeah, I know, but did it take money? If that's, if that's making money, they're going to ask him back, aren't they? Probably, I want to say it was like 500 I'll check. Well, I hear you, except for Thor 4, then becomes an advertisement for Thor 5. So people... That's what... That's why they had to redo it with, with Thor Ragnarok, because Thor of a Lost World. Fucking hell. Lost World, Dark World, whatever. It Dark was. World. Dark yeah. World. Did like. Lost did, World, did, Jurassic did, Park. Did fairly well. Yeah. But everyone wanted it sucks. So you had to go, okay, not the same guy. We're in a totally different direction. Take away TD. Regardless whether it sucks or not, people still went to see it. Right. But Love we, and Thunder made 760 million, apparently. If you go yeah. see it and you didn't like it, are you going to go see the next one if he's doing it? Nope. Everyone wants to see Love and Thunder. Because well, right. If you go to a restaurant and spend a lot of money on a meal, yeah. they got your money for the meal, but are you going to go back? I think that's just one of those things you would go back and watch. Uh, I, I, see, it's gonna be I love Thor. I hated Love and Thunder. Yeah. And if it's Taika Waititi, I don't, I don't know if I trust it. Well, maybe not, but you will end up watching it at some point. You I'm, just, a, I'm a same yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll watch it on streaming. Yeah. 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 I watched Love and Thunder on streaming. I wish I didn't. Because I really didn't like it. It was horrendous, and I really wanted to like it. You know me, I love Thor. Thor's yeah. my favorite Avenger. <sighs> I think I'm looking at this from like a, from an outside perspective, because I haven't really, t- I haven't touched a Marvel film that's come out this year. Not for lack of trying, I just, I'd rather see anything else. Um, but I didn't see, was it Ant-Man? I haven't seen Ant-Man. I haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy. I haven't touched Secret Invasion, and I know a lot of people also haven't touched Secret Invasion. I th- I don't want to say the Marvels is the thing that makes you go oh are people gonna just keep seeing whatever I'm quite I think the invasion. Oh. Uh, Do you remember I said I was in the streamline this this week? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll say this: uh, Guardians is all right. The rest are kind of mm. the Marvels is my oh, the I'm Marvels is my concern. How many three episodes in? All right, uh, here we go next. Uh, catchphrases. Catchphrases. Yeah, I saw you put this down. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, someone went ahead and said, uh, "This is a general thing. Do, do you guys have a catchphrase on your podcast?" And I went, well, I got a few. A catchphrase. Jeez. <laughs> Not a. What do you got? Like, especially the ones we got. But the first one in the pool was Ensign Ian Davy saying, "Ian is always right." Yep. Probably because his name's also Ian. Yeah. Yeah. But gave me a good idea for t-shirts. Thanks a lot. Uh, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Did movies got a movie in honor of Georgia? Although I think Liam's the one who's done it most recently. We discovered. Yeah. Uh, oh so my! How, how come Dwayne Smith did not just go with Dwayne Smith? Yeah, yeah. I was about to ask that. <laughs> I have no idea. Dirk, but his friends call him Diggler. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's and I ones. said that's all the way back to episode one. Yeah, 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 yep. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy. Those are turning to just things that Ian says as ticks, I think. Because Cheesy went da 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 da. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I absolutely do that. Yep. Russell did the whole. <sighs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also came back with, where are we at here? <laughs> For when I lost my place in the script. Yeah. There's, there's a whole. Bu- like, no one did. And welcome no. on. Not one person did that. <laughs> yeah. And get one catch on the flippity flop. Flippity flip flop, yeah. Yeah, we get any of that. Wow. I think there's a whole bunch of stuff. Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We're in the in game now? We're in the end game. Yeah, like just yeah. a whole bunch of things. I put out a fleece. <laughs> as, you as, as I'm known as to do. I'm known to do. <laughs> I, really, if you break down a BFE episode, it's only about like, I think I say about. I don't know, five minutes of original content. <laughs> the rest of it's just repeating my, my sort of linking phrases throughout. Segways, yeah. That's all it is. Um, so there we, if you have any other ones, let us know. It yeah, be, please it, do. It's, it's always fun to sort of turn the microscope back on us occasionally. Wait game, wait game. Let's all play the wait game. <laughs> hey. There we are. Uh, 
Uh, down one and a half. Hey, hey. So I'm down from their record. I'm down over two stone. Well done. From my own, I'm down about 32 pounds. What's that in stone? Two stone. Four oh, pounds. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel, I, I feel good. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, good for yeah. you. Uh, the big one was I, I, when I went and saw Hamilton, I bought a hoodie and I couldn't fit into it. And I was like, uh, and then I got to wear it on Saturday. So that was good. Hey, I got to wear it and it, it didn't look like super snug. It looked like it was supposed to look. So yeah. I was happy about that. So there you. Thank you. Thank you. Just in time to go back to school. Lost all that. Hey. And why are we doing this movie today? Back to school. It's the first of, uh, I think, four Four years to a typical American high school experience. Four years to a typical American university degree. So here we are. It's freshman year, I guess. We are doing good will hunting. Uh, I wonder where the name came from. I know his name is Will Hunting. Because it's a double play, isn't it? You think he's hunting for good will. I know it's good will hunting. He's a good egg. Oh, hunting's a verb. Okay. As in good will is something, isn't it? Yeah, Something that you want, something you're after. Clever. Mm. Let's go ahead and see what Felix had to say in the pitch. Will Hunting, a janitor at MIT, has a gift for mathematics, but he needs help from a psychologist to find direction in his life. Not bad. George will laugh when I push the button. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, I just didn't expect it. It just, it just got me. This is directed by Gus Van Sant, uh, who also directed Finding Forrester. You ever see that? No, I can't, I can't decide now. Is it a cross now. between Forrest Gump and Finding Nemo? No, I, I can't know. decide now if it's a good movie or not. It's uh, got to do with there's this young black writer who's like a sort of a prodigy, I guess, in school or whatever like that, and he uh, he gets paired up with uh, Sean Connery, who's like a a great writer who wrote one book and never wrote again. Oh, okay. And so this sort of one helps. It actually sounds very similar to what movie we're doing today, except oh. we're not nearly as good. Uh, <laughs> also, did Milk, which I've never seen, but it's the one that Sean. Penn oh, the Harvey Milk for, movie, brilliant! Yeah, yeah. Sean Penn, Love Milk, yeah. amazing. Harvey Milk, yep. Yeah. Uh, written by Matt Damon. Yep. Who and Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Uh, Matt Damon's done some other films I haven't heard of, but they're also directed by Gus Van Sant. So there we go. So they're friends, uh, I guess. I guess so. Ben mm-hmm. Affleck, of course, who was the writer and director of The Town. Yep. He was the director of Argo. And he was the director of Air. Wow. Yep. He, do you know what? He did Air. He did Air. He's pretty oh, good. Incredible. I mean, you know. Affleck just, was the joke. Yeah. In, 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 the, in, the, in the 2000s, Affleck was a punchline. Yeah. Because oh. he was a fairly, he was a fairly decent actor. Been in a lot of Kevin Bankable, movies. Yeah. But he was Armageddon. He was a big movie star. Mm. But he also had a notoriety for being somewhat scandalous behind the scenes. Yeah. So, Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, but then he's found his sort of, I don't know, I guess, authority. He's grown into it, hasn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Cinematography by Jean-Yves Escoffier, who's also done The Crow City of Angels, which I believe <laughs> is uh, Josh, next, if your next favorite movie's highest movie ever for yeah, downloads. It is. Oh, yeah. my God. Jeez. <laughs> Go listen to Little Miss Sunshine. Help me take the number one spot. <laughs> That's a crap movie. Or um, any of us. Well, I, I, I say me because it's in fourth. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's number four of all time. He uh, also, also did the cinematography on Rounders, another Matt Damon film. Oh, Rounders. I like, yeah. I like Rounders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, music by Danny Elfman. Ooh. Oh, Danny nice. Elfman. Who He's did Batman, egg. Batman Returns, Batman. Beetlejuice, Ed Scissorhands, Beetlejuice. Nightmare Before Christmas, the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy, <laughs> The Girl on the Train, Mission Impossible, and Spider-Man 2. I hope he can get his big break at some point. Yeah. 
Uh, first time I saw this, uh, Liam? I would have seen this probably. I didn't see it at the cinema. I'm pretty sure I saw it a year after when it came out on VHS. Wow. Way back when, yeah. Uh, Ethan, curious about you. Ten hours ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't seen it since then until we rewatched it. I saw this. I was in my 30s, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was in my 30s. Um, a friend of mine raved about it. Yeah, I think someone, I might have been on a placement, someone might have said, you need to watch this film. And I went, all right, I'll go watch the film. And I came back going, okay, I've seen the film. But I remember, the weird thing about it was, I remember them saying to me, Robin Williams is fantastic in this. And I didn't Which mention, is, they didn't mention Matt Damon and Ben yeah. Affleck. It, it, mm. it was more about Robin Williams. Well, at the time, Robert, uh, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck weren't Matt Damon. Well, Robert. well, yeah, 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 Affleck, I, yeah. I guess so. But that's what I remember. I remember them saying, you yeah. should watch this for Robin Williams. He is. <laughs> it's remarkable because I was such a big Robin Williams fan. And I just yeah. didn't go out. I, even when he won the Oscar, I just didn't go out of my way to look for this for some yeah. reason. Nuts. I don't know. Georgia. Now, I was trying to remember whilst I was watching it, because I didn't think I'd seen it before, but then I could remember bits of it as they were happening. So either I was having some strange deja vu or we watched it once at Debbie's. Okay. But I can't remember because as I was watching it, I was kind of like going, this is familiar. I think I've seen this before, but I couldn't remember anything that was to come. So okay. I don't know. There we are. Uh, some context corner. A little bit here. Matt Damon started writing the film as a final assignment for a playwriting class he was taking at Harvard University. Wow. So there's your first fact. Matt Damon went to Harvard, apparently. Uh, Instead of writing a one-act play, he submitted a 40-page script. He wrote his then-girlfriend, medical student Skylar Satinstein, into the script. He said the only scene from the script that survived was the first script when uh, Will meets his therapist. We'll talk about that scene in a bit. Uh, Damon asked Ben Affleck, could you help me, you know, pull the screenplay together? And they completed it in 1994. At first, it was written as a thriller about a young man in the rough and tumble streets of South Baston who <laughs> possesses a superior ex- intelligence and is targeted by the government with heavy-handed recruitment. Ooh. Castle Rock Entertainment bought the script for $675,000, meaning uh, uh, with a promise that Damon and Affleck could gain a hundred grand more if it was produced and no other writer had to clean their script. Oh, okay. Hmm. Uh, Castle Rock president Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner. Yeah, I like Rob Reiner. Oh, wow. Uh, urged them to develop the thriller aspect of the story. <laughs> uh, sorry, to drop the thriller aspect of the story and focus on the relationship between Will and his therapist. Good. Uh, Terrence Malick told Affleck and Damon over dinner that the film ought to end with Will's decision to follow his girlfriend to California. We'll see if that uh, if that plays out. Play or not. Yeah. Um, at Reiner's request, screenwriter William Goldman read the script. Goldman, I believe, Sound familiar. is the writer of The Princess Bride. William Goldman is the writer, the, is the writer of The Princess Bride, yeah. yeah. Wow. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid as well. Oh, wow. I, I love Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. The Sundance Kid. Sundance Kid. You have to say dance if you're doing that. Sundance Kid. Yeah. <laughs> dance. Dance. <laughs> dance. <laughs> it's like if Forrest Gump read the movies. <laughs> uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance dance. Kid. Sundance <laughs> I'm not a smart man. <laughs> I can't swim. The fall will probably kill you anyway. <laughs> Is that from that? Yeah. I don't know it. That's one I really should I should see. It's great. Um, so there's a rumor that Goldman actually wrote 
Goodwill Hunting or was a script doctor. At which point he jokingly writes, I did or I didn't just doctor it. I wrote the whole damn thing from scratch before <laughs> eventually he went, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just joking around. The only thing I just did was, was, the only thing I said was I agree with, uh, Rob Reiner. Drop the, <laughs> drop the threader. Work on the relationship. It's what people uh, relate to, isn't it? Yeah. Affleck and Damon wanted to be in the lead roles, but many studio executives said, hey, Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio. That's who needs to oh. be in this. Oh, no. Do you um, know what? I, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I like, I like Matt Damon. Who's in it? It's not the Damon part. The Damon part, either one of them could play. Who plays the Affleck part? Is it Damon? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Damon. Sorry. No, no, so no, who no, plays no. the Affleck part? It's got to be Pitt, right? Brad Pitt, yeah. It's got to be, yeah. Yeah, it's not Leo. No. No. Uh, Leo's too clean-faced. Yeah. Um, so, uh, where are we at here? Hey, there we go. That's for you. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Kevin Smith was working with Ben Affleck on Mallrats and with both Damon and, uh, Affleck on Chase and Amy. I love Mallrats. Castle Rock put the script in turnaround and gave them 30 days to find another buyer for the script who had reimbursed them for the money paid. Otherwise, the script, uh, goes back to the studio and Damon and Affleck would be out. All the studios that were involved in the original bidding war for the screenplay were now turning them down. Uh, as a last resort, Affleck passed the script to his Chase and Amy director, Kevin Smith, who read it and promised to walk the script directly into an executive's office. The hero of our story. Simon Bob himself. I hate to say it. The hero of our journey is Harvey Weinstein. Oh, for fuck's sake. Weinstein read the script, loved it, and paid Castle Rock for it. Wow. He also agreed to let David and Affleck star in the film. Don't worry. He comes off as more Harvey Weinstein later in our story. That's okay. 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 Weinstein asked that a few scenes be removed, including an out of place mid or sorry, mid script oral sex scene that Damon and Affleck added only to trick executives who weren't watching closely enough. (laughs) (laughs) After buying the rights from Castle Rock, Miramax put the film into production. Several well-known filmmakers were considered to direct, including, and I kid you not, Mel Gibson. He's not a bad director, though. That would have been... Like, it's not Different a, He's film. not a bad director if you're doing the, the government's chasing you movie. Yeah. yeah but he's not the, like, quiet... Touchy-feely kind of guy. Let's have you go and talk about your feelings in a room. No. Well, no, no. But, I mean, I, guess, I think he can still pull off... My, <laughs> he's, he's the new Clint Eastwood, really, isn't he? Are you he? ready for the other director? Yeah, go on. Well... It's got a great cast. <laughs> Fuck off. Not the actor, but the director oh. of that movie. Oh, that's Michael um, Mann. Michael Mann. Michael Mann, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Damon and Affleck met with Gibson at the urging of Harvey Weinstein. Uh, Gibson was interested in taking on the project, uh, perhaps drawn by how different it was from Braveheart. <laughs> but uh, it, it, according to one of the producers, a co-producer, it didn't work out for this reason. Uh, Matt at one point said directly to Damon, look, man, we're getting too old. If this keeps going by, Ben and I can't play these parts. No. Is there any chance you could just let it go? And to Mel's credit, he said, I totally understand what you're saying. And let it go. Wow. Yeah. I'll give you this. Gibson could have directed the shit out of that basketball court fight scene and yep. nothing else. Yep. Uh, originally, Affleck asked Kevin Smith whether he was interested in directing. He declined saying, you need a good director. That <laughs> 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 he only directed projects he wrote and he wasn't much of a visual director. Uh, which is true. He he often feels his uh, what was that one cinematography is really bad. Did that weren't written by him, Kevin Smith? Yeah, there was one. I think he did one that weren't that great. Didn't it? He's done lots that aren't that great, but I think he wrote wrote them all. Okay. Zach and Mary, he wrote Jersey Girl, he wrote. I would. I know it didn't ever come to fruition. He, he didn't write Superman Lives. He just directed that. I think. Superman or was that? The, it was. 
No, he was lined up to do something with Superman, but he got dropped from it by... Uh, That's, what's his name? Oh, no, he he was right. Superman Lives. J.J. Abrams was directing it, I think. Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim yeah. Burton. That, yeah, there we go. I just remember something because he drops it because he wanted the mecha- he wanted the giant mechanical spider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he talks about when he went and saw Wild Wild West. Wild <laughs> Wild. Uh, Damon and Affleck later chose Gus Van Zant for the job, whose work on previous stores like films like Drugstore, sorry, Drugstore Cowboy, had left a favorable impression on the screenwriters. Miramax was persuaded and hired Van Zant to direct a film. Filming took place between April and June '97. Although the story set in Boston and many of the scenes are set in shot in locations greater boston area there's a lot of shots from somewhere else we'll talk about that in a moment so a deep dive begins with miramax and a title sequence and a young man is reading and if you look carefully you see co-executive producers kevin smith and scott mosier i did not they gave him an executive producer for their support in making the film happen wow i didn't see him you also see executive producer harvey weinstein Oh, We're going to ignore that one. And, and anything, anything from Miramax, you're going to see that on it. Yeah. Uh, a car pulls up, and a guy in a tracksuit picks the guy who was reading up. We're in Boston, and this part of Boston looks poor. And then we cut, and now we're shooting you MIT. Mm-hmm. And MIT looks rich. Yep. And that's a huge theme in this movie, is class. It is class. Class is yeah. massive. Uh, maybe even more so, I've picked up on it now that I live in the UK, where class still seems to be a very, uh, seems to be a bigger deal. Then it seems to be, at least my experience was in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. It can be. Yeah. Depends on what sort of circles you move in, doesn't it? I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. But the fact there are those cir- different circles in the first place, I think, kind of just solidifies this class divide. It could also be the fact that in Canada, I lived in a rural area. So there was less. It wasn't like you drive 10 minutes that direction and you're in this really swanky neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where yeah. cities give you those areas, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So meet MIT. Or should I say the University of Toronto in many scenes? <laughs> so a large portion of this is shot in Toronto. Uh, and the first real character we meet with any sort of dialogue is Gerard Lambeau, played by... Stellan. Naked Man. Huh? Naked Man. Naked Man. Yeah, from oh. Thor. Yes, he's the Naked Man from Thor. Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah. yeah, I can't say the last name. Stellan Nonius. Scars? Skarsgård. Like he's got a scar? Scar. And a guard. Skarsgård. Scars. Skarsgård. Yep, that's it. Oh, yeah. One of the best parts of Andor. There's a lot of there's a that's a quite a family thing, isn't it? Oh yeah, of them. His, kids, yeah. his kids are all acting. Uh, they're now. all everywhere, aren't they? Uh, it's the second appearance in the pod. Ooh, <gasps> I've already given it away, haven't I? Thor no. the Dark Thor? No, we didn't do a full. Uh, no, Thor Rag. He's in no, Thor he's Rag- not in that. He's not in Ragnarok, is he? No, he's not. No, he's not in Ragnarok. We've not done Mamma Mia. Episode twenty-three: The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Oh, yes. Yeah. I knew that was something a bit more avant-garde. He's a real. <clears throat> He's a real creep in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's put a challenge up on the chalkboard of promises of career success if someone's able to answer it. The kids all go look at it. But there's a janitor who looks at it a little bit harder than most. Meet Will Hunting, played by Matt Damon. I was actually quite frustrated when I realized that his, the, the kid's name was Will Hunting because I thought the title was just really quite clever. Like, as in it was good Will Hunting. And then they actually call the character Will Hunting. And I go, oh, has that ruined that? Or has it made it better? I can't tell. I think it's ruined it. I just think it's like a name's a name. The name of the movie mm. is Good Will Hunting. Yeah. The character's name happens to be Will. No, no, no. But, like, I, know, I, 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 know. I like the title meaning. Yeah, I, I, I had the same experience. I, heard, good will, I yeah. heard it as a title. Yeah. And then I saw, oh, okay. okay yeah. Fair enough. Don't like it. Um, There's, um, so it's a sixth appearance in the pod. And we have a go. Lamont 66. Yep, one. Uh, uh, ooh. Saving Private Run. Two. 
Um, the heist one. Shit. The prestige. Nope, not the prestige. Oh, that's the other one. The heist one. The heist Ocean's one. Eleven. Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Three. That's cool. Yeah. I'm not a cop. Get in the, the car. Uh, uh, no, the departed. Departed. I, I didn't see that with you guys. Nope. And then it's finally. Nope. Him? No, no, he's got, he's got, he's got a cameo. Oh, in the cameo is playing the uh, thingy, the other. Th- oh, Thor Ragnarok, yeah. No. I stole that yeah, from yeah, you, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays um, thingy. Don't Loki. He? Yes. Yes, he plays Loki. Yeah, 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 yeah. Opposite Chris Hemsworth's real brother. Yeah. That's Thor. <laughs> That's funny. That's great. Yeah. Uh, and we meet Chucky Sullivan, played by Ben Affleck, his third appearance on the pod. The town. The town. <laughs> um, we all cried. Armageddon? Yep. No, Armageddon. I didn't do that one. Yeah. You weren't even here I for that. I knew you all cried. We all cried. We did all cry for that. There is a bestie for best tear jerker. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> we all cried. We all cried. Um, at the pub, uh, Chucky petitions and is turned down for a woman on account of his Irish curse. The Irish curse. Which I'm guessing means small penis. Because <laughs> she does then call it a Tootsie Roll dick. So I'm guessing the Irish curse is a... Is a uh, colloquialism for it must be i guess irish guys must be known for that mm-hmm. i've i got a friend mm-hmm. who's irish at work maybe i'll ask him <laughs> to be <laughs> sure he's like a little leprechaun oh, <laughs> so another you guy think of all these clovers don't you you think clovers and you think of rainbows and uh, yeah i don't think of irish curses yeah no you don't think of that <laughs> that's a, that's a, first time i ever heard that was for wrestling i had no idea all these years it might have been a a, a penis metaphor wasn't there a wrestler called Seamus or something? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. One of his moves is the Irish curse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it looks really violent when he does it. <laughs> he doesn't kick him in the groin or anything like that. And there's another guy in the background who's laughing it up. His name is Morgan O'Malley, the most Irish Catholic name there ever was. Morgan O'Malley. Oh, he's Morgan O'Malley. He is. He's Morgan O'Malley. Played by Casey Affleck. Was Ben Affleck's brother? Yeah, but oh, you know what? I think he's great in this. Do you? I do. He you don't? He the arse off me in He's this. supposed to. You know? <laughs> is he the one with curly hair that's really annoying? Yeah, yeah. I love Casey Affleck in a lot of things he does, including the, the Jesse James one. The coward of... Oh, the assassination of Jesse James, James by the coward Robert Ford or yeah, whatever. That one, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought he was brilliant in that. Um, I like him as an actor, but in this he annoyed the arse off me. Oh, really? I, think yeah, 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 yeah. I love that he was... The, they were like, who should who should play the annoying prick? I'm going to call the my brother. brother. <laughs> yeah. Um... Second appearance in the pod? If you get the uh, first one, I'll be stunned. Um, I'll go on the sea or skip it for Oppenheimer. That's my only in. Ocean's Eleven. Fuck! He's one of those, really? two, he's one of those two brothers oh, who I keep fighting the whole movie. Now, yeah. oh, oh, yes, yes. I remember, yes. remember you saying, because it's yes. like, oh, it's his brother. You know, oh. they're, they're, their whole role is to uh, argue back and forth and distract people from yeah. something else going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Casey Affleck ad-libbed most of his lines. Did he? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Gus Van Sant all later admitted that his improvised lines were much better and funnier than what had originally been written for. <laughs> um, he's always fighting with that other dude, wasn't he? In Ocean's Eleven? No, in this. He's always well, he's fighting quite often that, with, with Ben Affleck's Chucky character. No, don't you, you expect that. There's another guy in the backseat who yeah, I have the, no the idea who he is. The backseat guy. guy. He's the yeah. fourth guy. Yeah. He's always fighting with the backseat guy. Will's cleaning. Sorry. Will goes home and writes an equation on the mirror. He leaves it's early because really they're handy all drinking that in the pub. He had a uh, whiteboard pen and a whiteboard rubber in his uh, flat, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's not no the first time he's written pen. something on his mirror. It's not his first radio. Yeah. It's also not like he can't steal anything from the supply closet. Yeah. Uh, Will's cleaning the floor at uh, MIT and then starts to answer the question. 
Um, then we cut to batting practice, and they're, they're, they're not like a batting cage. So this is a thing. Although someone throwing to you, that's a bit unusual. Usually in a batting cage. It's one of those machines. It's a, it's a machine. That way, if you hit them with the ball, you don't kill someone. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this is a thing back home. There's places you can drive to and do this and spend some money. And, yeah. I did like this. It's like scene. go-karts. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so what happens is when you go up to bat, there's a, a plate that you stand over. Yeah. And you're supposed to stay with, with, with in the box. Because the deal is if you get hit with the baseball, you get a free pass to first base. Oh, okay. But he's leaning forward. And a lot of times pitchers will um, throw one high inside, cut off by your head or your shoulders, to push you back to stop you from leaning forward so much and gain that advantage. It's clever to throw like that, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Do you know you can have pinpoint accuracy of where you're going to throw and how you're going to hit them? It's pretty good. Yeah. I was hoping you do a pinpoint accuracy. But yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he throws baseballs because the crowd in the plate and he, yeah, he hits him between the back shoulders like three times. Yeah. <laughs> Did he hit him in the air as well? And I don't know. He's got a helmet on. Thankfully. And Chucky, <laughs> Chucky's, uh, that's the friendship. They're not, he's like, you do that again. I'm going to charge you. I'm going to charge you. I'm going to come run out there and punch you. They're a bit like brothers, aren't they? Really? Yeah. And violence isn't, they're not afraid of violence. Nah, no, you see it's, that it, early on. It's almost recreational for them. Yes. Uh, and there's an MIT, sorry, and they, they want to go somewhere because they want to beat up some smart kids. And this is the idea. If you're in Boston, there's there's being from Southie, yeah. you know, which is presented throughout all the films we watch <laughs> yeah. that are all based in Boston. If you're from Southie, you're poor. But then also in the same city, you've got Harvard, you've got MIT, you've got some of the richest people in the world there as oh, well. Yeah. We cut to the MIT luncheon and Professor Lambeau is like hitting on this female student. She's like... We just wanted to, to see about, uh, you know, he's all, oh, my, my, my office hours are Monday to Friday, unless you want to join me for a drink. And we just skate right by this. Skate right yeah. by Like, twice it. he does this in this movie. He does. And she goes, but we just want to know who, who solved the theorem. And he's like, what? And so we cut to them all walking down to the, uh, to the, to the blackboard. And he's like, it's right. he's like, who did this? And no one takes credit. This is the, this might be my hardest part of the movie to believe. Is that people don't is that, try and take There's not one it, opportunist yeah. going, yeah, it's me. Yeah, but, but downside is they put you in the room and you go, can you, here's another one. Can you do this one? You've got to back yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not going to do, and who's, who's to say someone don't come forward until later on and go, well, actually, yeah, I'm sorry. I just, uh, you know, so you've got to watch your back. Look at that guy who was in, claimed that he was that stormtrooper when that was Daniel Craig. Can you remember? I, I've never heard I don't this. remember that, no. Oh, there was a stormtrooper and Daniel Craig wanted to be in it and he played the stormtrooper. Yeah. And this guy come forward and said, oh, no, that was me who played the Stormtrooper. And then Daniel Craig had to come forward and go, actually, it was me. Wow. Do you know what I mean? So they were trying to keep it under wraps. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, tell you what, at least you got to exchange some words with Daniel Craig. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Monday morning, Lambeau's class is full, but no one will take credit for the correct answer. So he says, hey, I've put a new problem on the board that took us two years to prove. So the gauntlet has been thrown down. Um, will... Uh oh, I've jumped ahead because in the middle of it, we've got the poor kids got hanging the, out in the car. You got the fight, yeah. And uh, Casey, not Casey, uh, Morgan, Casey Affleck. Morgan is a bur- double burger. 
Uh, looks like he lives with Chucky and doesn't pay him anything. So he's he's giving him the gears now. Give now, why the, the guy driving is the guy looking through the bag and handing yeah. the burgers out? Beyond <laughs> me. Uh, beyond me, too. But he's going to, he tells him, you can, you can go say, what, I'm going to put your sandwich on layaway like you <laughs> did for your couch. <laughs> but this is a show that only poor people will be able to, to, to relate to. Yes, 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 yes. So it's this concept here. And eventually he does give him the burger, but you get the idea. He throws at him. Yeah. <laughs> Have your burger. So we pass a guy, and we when they were watching, they went, we're in a Little League baseball game a couple scenes ago, which we didn't talk about, but Will noticed a guy used to beat him up in kindergarten, and I'm guessing he must be Italian, because they refer to them as a, uh, yeah. as a term, which I think means you're Italian. Uh, and he doesn't look Irish Catholic. So. And the first thing Matt Damon does, he gets out of that car, and he's got focus. Well, as soon as he sees him there, and he's like, all right, yeah. we're, we're, we're doing it. And then Affleck is like, boom. And, we're do- and and Morgan's like, no, nah, I'm not going there. And he said, if if you don't get out there and we come back, you're next. <laughs> and he means it. So he goes, and uh, yeah, they all go, and they all get this giant fight out of nowhere. <laughs> Will goes, yeah, do you, you remember me? We went to school in kindergarten, and then punches him in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, then we go to um, the prison, or jail, and Will's been released from jail, and he's been given it because he, he also hits a cop in the process, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's given a cup of Dunkin' Donuts coffee because we're in Boston. And we then cut to him uh, answering the question again on the board. Um, and Lambo sees him and tells him, hey, you can't graffiti there. That's people's mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Again, class. To which point, he goes, hey, come back here. And he just goes, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Leaves his bucket and everything. <laughs> he goes, oh, you're a clever one. What's your name? And he disappears and he's gone. But then we find out, hang on, he's the guy who must have done the math. Because the, the one guy looks and goes, I think it's right. And so Will tells his boys that uh, they're, they're hanging out that night. And he says, yeah, I got fired. I don't think he got fired. I think he's quit. I think he walked out. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We go to the pub. And I'm like, all right, it was a Canadian pub. Because <laughs> I saw a sign for Labatt's. Ooh, is that Labatt's Canadian? is a Canadian beer. Oh, okay. Ooh, does that not go further south then? Does... <sighs> Could there be Labatt's in Boston? Maybe. Mm. I know a fair bunch of those were shot in, in the Toronto region. Yeah, yeah, So and they could go, well, I'm guessing it was already up there. And they went, could you get Labatt's? He could. All right, let's go ahead and keep it up there. <laughs> One less thing we got to put up there. Um. A couple of girls are there, and Chucky sees them. He wants to go hit on them. So, uh, and so he's hitting, and obviously he, they know that he's not from the uni. Yeah, and he knows that they know that he's not from the uni. But he's trying to play along, saying, "No, oh, I think we got a history together." At which point, this guy comes from the back, and he's got like the douchiest haircut. <laughs> it's, it's horrendous, and he messes with them and says, "Oh, history, just just, just history." And then he goes, okay, what was, what's your thought on uh, market capitalism in New England? I love how, how Matt Or merchant capitalism or something. Yeah. And, uh, he, and so the academic then embarrasses him with some stuff he knows. And obviously, Ben Affleck can't respond. And if you look carefully, it's a really well shot scene, actually. It is. Because right before Damon interjects, it's an over-the-shoulder shot. So the douchebag is his shoulder is to us, yep. his back shoulder. And then you get Affleck is in the background but he's facing the camera yep and then coming in from the right so he's being blocked by the shoulder of 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 the douchebag yeah then damon comes in so you almost don't see it's like he appears out of nowhere yeah yeah, yeah. And like then a he, little angel and then he just rambles off 
like ninety seconds yeah. of things he's read. And then uh, the the academic guy tries to jump back in with something. He goes, "No, no, I know that. I read that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that. page ninety eight of this book. You know, trying to plagiarize him. Though. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're trying to pass it off for your own. Is this what you do? Yeah. You come into a bar, you spout off some obscure passage, you try to take the credit for it as your idea. It's like Ethan on Reddit. <laughs> How dare you? It is like Ethan on Reddit. Is this okay for, for context? It's a joke from when I was like a really annoying sixteen year old. I've not done that since because I grew. I grew out of it. Because I did, I did. I remember that rehearsal. Yeah. Because I do anything you haven't said this on Reddit. I think I'm real quiet. I went, oh, I was right. <laughs> um. So he goes ahead and um, he challenges him, and the guy says, "Hey," uh, and Damon says, "Hey, look, when you're uh, 50 years from now, you're having a realization about two things. Number one, don't do this. This is stupid. And number two, you're going to spend wake up and realize you spent one hundred and fifty thousand dollars on an education you could have gotten for a buck fifty plus late charges down to the public library. Yeah. To which point, I got to say, your public library is better than mine. <laughs> oh yeah, but probably in Boston it is. Um, Boston. So he says, sure, yeah, but you'll be serving my kids fries from a drive-through as we're on our way to a ski trip. <laughs> Again, just pure class, right? Yep. I'll yep. have a degree. You'll be doing that. So that's the, and that's the, that's the great irony, right? What is the purpose of university? Is it education or is it qualification? Those are two very different things. Yeah, 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 true. I remember I saw an episode of a house on it where there was an old guy who keeps just sitting in all all the, all the classes, but he doesn't have any of the qualifications. But he knows everything. But he goes, but we can't give you, we can't just give you a qualification. <laughs> and it's the great irony. He knows everything. Yeah. So. He goes, well, maybe, but I'd rather be that than unoriginal. And he says, how about we step outside? And this is the other side of the class thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to an academic, like, fighting, like, you don't fight. No, but this is normal every day. Like, you stay away from this. So this is is him playing. So in the same way, I'm going to say that the academic's playing his trump card with Chucky. Yep. Will's playing his trump card back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll beat you up. Yeah, step outside. (laughs) Because he doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know, no, we're cool. Yeah, and yeah. sort of flexes his muscle that way a bit. So I, that last bit, I think he was in his place. I don't think Will's any better by challenging him to a fight. No. Yeah. But uh, he goes out. And then as they walk away, you just get Morgan going, my boy's wicked smart. <laughs> <laughs> and then we meet Skyler. Skyler played by Minnie Driver. Minnie Driver. Her Wait. second appearance on the pod. You don't see her anymore. No, you don't. And her first appearance on the pod was, was, a, was a blink and you'll miss it. Oh, I could not tell you. Richard was with us for this episode. It's a. Is that mean it's a Bond film? It does. Oh shit! Okay, I'm gonna say Casino Royale and hedge my bets on that. Older. We've only done two. So tell me another day. No, even not that one. No, I don't remember. Goldfinger. Not Goldfinger. Golden Eye. Golden Eye. That's the one I was thinking of. It's um, when they go see Robert Carlyle. He's like this Russian guy. Yeah, and they're like. uh, and Brosnan goes, who's strangling the cat? And he goes, it is my mistress. Because <laughs> she's singing Stand By Your Man or something That's like that. That's right. Minnie Driver. That's right. She's Hello. singing, isn't she? Yeah. She disappears out of nowhere. Yeah. Yep. She was a big star. She was back a in the early big to star. Wasn't she? Big star. Yeah. She, she, has a run on, she has a run on Will and Grace in the early 2000s. And that was kind of the end of her being relevant. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. 
Um, Mindy Driver's character Skylar is named after Damon's old girlfriend who left Damon for the drummer for Metallica. Wow. Oh. Ulrich. Yeah. <laughs> Before filming began, Damon and Driver do become romantically involved during the making of this movie. Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah. Here he is. Initially, producer Harvey Weinstein did not want Minnie Driver at all for the role of Skylar, feeling she wasn't cute enough for the part. Ho, ho, ho. She's a knockout in this film. She is. She it's is great. a knockout. It's amazing. She's a knockout in this film. She's just that I got a right. thing for smart girls, though. So. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, she plays it well. Yeah. And she gets to use her actual accent, which you didn't see. She, she played a lot of roles with an American accent around this mm-hmm. time, but this is her actual English accent. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny how you don't really notice the English accent until you hear the English accent again. It sounds weird coming from England, but on TV, back when we were kids, you didn't see much American stuff as much as you see now. So um, to hear the English accent amongst American accents is, or Canadian or whatever yeah. um, accents, you, you notice it a lot more. I, was at the, I get that. I was at the fish counter in Waitrose yesterday. Yeah, Waitrose. Yeah. There's a class system going on. Absolutely, here, that was me. <laughs> that was me hanging out with with the Harvard lot. But yeah, we, 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 so there we go, folks. When we talk about classism here in England, I just named a grocery store and instantly went, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> why?" Because I wanted some fresh fish. Yeah, it's the only yeah. fresh fish. Ca- we used, Tesco used to have it. Now, I mean, this is ridiculous. The only place I can get fresh fish from now, unless I want to go to like the market. But if yeah. I want like a grocery store fresh fish, mm-hmm. I have to go to the posh one. Well, in the yeah. one in Morrison's, don't they do it? They it do is, but it's like... Do they do fish? Morrison's in Linda's. I'm pretty okay. sure they yeah. do, yeah. yeah. Morrison's and Downham do, but it's like, have a piece of cod, and it's just the same that they have in, like, yeah. the refrigerated section. A year ago, I could have gone to Tesco for this. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And they shut them all down. They used to have They shut them all down. Yeah, we used to have, like, not salmon them, and not shellfish, all, them, all that. Yeah, yeah. Not, not all of them came back after the pandemic. No. That no. was the thing. I think they went, oh, look, it's not really a huge deal if we shut these down. No. Like my Christmas treat would be go to waitress and get a fancy cut of beef, and that would be like that was my expensive Christmas treat to myself. Liam just turned around and looked at my Christmas tree as, as uh, Ethan was speaking, <laughs> and I go, "Yeah, they're still on. That's still on. Yeah, turn the lights <laughs> off. They're, they're definitely still on. <laughs> That's incredible." If they, I'm, 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 I'm just pulling now, hoping it makes it to Christmas. That's yeah. all I'm doing. How cool would that be? <laughs> a whole that year, a whole year. That'd be great. If it doesn't, if it makes it and dies on November thirty first, I still think it counts. Well, if it does that, I'm going to be. So Stunned. You want to be stunned? <laughs> Go on. Because there is no such day as November 31st. Oh. You're joking. <laughs> no, yeah. 30 Oops. days have September, September, April, April June, June, and November. All the rest have 31. So if it makes it to November 30th. There we are. Sometimes Ethan just gives me a freebie there. Look at that. He does. Uh, where are we at here? There we go. There's another one for you. I'm mean, very, very aware of that now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, she's an absolute knockout of this. Um, Gus Van Sant, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck all fought for her. And good. so Weinstein back down. Good, good, good. She calls Will an idiot for not coming to see her. She gives him her number and asks if they can go out for coffee. He said, that or we could go eat a bunch of caramels. And she's like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then his point is, he goes, wow, it's just as arbitrary as going for coffee. We can just eat a bunch of caramels. Okay, you could say that. You could yeah. say we cut off our ring finger. I mean, like, it's just... <laughs> But you're so different. Yeah, it's this. Oh wow! Like nothing else. The rest of the time, is he's shown to be this guy. He does everything else conventionally, but here he's like, I'm going to flex a bit. Do you know what I liked about this? She was the one being forward about this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. the one who approached him. Yeah, and then when you get into actually his actual character, he, she has to be the one who approaches him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of what we find out about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, and then he goes ahead and he's, he's walking by like a kebab place or something like that. And he sees the academic douchebag from earlier. Follow and he up. knocks in the window and says, do you like apples? <laughs> 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 yeah. He goes, what's the number on the window? Five, five, five. Well, I got her number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> I genuinely thought there was going to be an all-out brawl. Not because he's not a fighter. No, with Matt Damon. Matt Damon, I thought he was going to go back to then. What, just punch him? Yeah. You got the girl. I, I, I generally thought yeah. he would. No, this, is the, this, the, high the, this is the best way to play this. You got the girl's yeah. number. But I thought they were all, because they were all on mass in the, the window. Yeah, but they're all a bunch of academics. they were all going to just pile out. No, because they're all academics. They're all soft. The whole idea is Chucky and his boys, yes, because fighting's what they know. Because yeah. they live on this. That's what they've had to do to survive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, these kids even better because he beats him on his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I yeah. Words. With a girl from his world. I, I get it. Yeah. But yeah. I, I felt like there was going to be a fight. No, okay, okay. <laughs> that's what I, I didn't. <laughs> you know. Um, because it's interesting because he does the opposite here. He embarrasses that guy in front of his friends. Just like, yeah, in front of just like them, he was yeah. doing a Chucky earlier. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, so now we go the next day and Lambeau goes into this maintenance shed and he wants to talk to this guy. He goes, I want to know, I'm looking for this guy who's, uh, I'm, uh, and this is like grad student or TA who's beside him all the time. Kind of like he's kissing like his a, boots. He's like, he's like the guy who wants to be where he is yeah. and can't, and he knows his place. He can't make it. Well, he's, he's going through the way you're supposed to go through things. You grovel, you do things, then you get bumped up, then you get this, the, you're not supposed to be able to like sidestep the whole, the whole process. No, I guess, which is what uh, Will does. Yeah. It? So we have the establishment. Yeah. So he's just another version of the guy we just saw, just yeah, a different yeah. version of him. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, Oh, and he goes, uh, he goes, points to his coworker and goes, well, this is professor Robinson here. <laughs> and so again, this idea about working men versus white collar and blue collar, right? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That means nothing to them. No. That, that down there, they laugh about it. And he goes, I'm sorry. And the fact that they don't know who he is. Yeah. And then he goes, he goes, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. He says, I'm just looking for a guy. He works in my building. He goes, which one's your building? Now, mm-hmm. it could very well be called the Lambeau building for all we it know. It could be. <laughs> but to them, it's, okay, that's just, a, that's just, it's just another building. That's just an honor we've put on the name. Which building is it? Yes. And he has to go, he's even show that. Is it two? Yeah, it's two. And he goes ahead and goes, okay, well, uh, nope, can't, uh, can't do that. But I'll tell you what, he didn't come to work today. So here's, Here's this parole officer, a PO, and they go parole means parole officer. Give it a call, and then he leaves, and the guy calls him an asshole after he leaves. <laughs> and this, this is very accurate, I think, to everything I've ever seen. Yep. Like I used to work in a car factory, right? Mm-hmm. So there's did conversations. You work for Henry Ford the second? I did not. I did not. <laughs> uh, but there's conversations you had there and there because you know. They make a good living, and so if there was ever any insecurity about uh, what it means to be an academic or yada, 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 you saw that there. The idea is because you went to school, you think, you think you're think better than me? Yeah. So there's a little bit of that, and a little bit of insecurity as well. Yeah, of course. But then you want to go, look, look at what I can do. I can provide, and then everything we hear later in the film. And then I've done this side, too, where you know I've gone to school, and sometimes there can be some elitism and go, oh, you're, you're, you're your partner does this now, or, oh, you're not going to go to university? You're, uh... So we're on both sides of it. So I think we've got a little bit of a unique perspective, at least as far as both pl- universes that I worked in. Yep. Where they never saw the other side of it. Um, You've danced on both. Yeah. Both and I sides. saw a lot of guys who went to the car factory, said, I'm just going to do a year or two here, and then I'm going to go back to uni or something, and they never do. Yeah. And you call them, you're a lifer. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. You're there forever, right? Forever. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we go to court, and Will's defending himself with some obscure legal... Do you know what I love about this? I love the fact that he's been dragged up before the courts several times before. Yeah. He's always got himself out of it. he's always defended himself. <laughs> and uh, they say, you're not going to get off of this one. You know? You hit a cop. Yeah, yeah. But we are told here, and it's it's kind of a... I'm not opposed to the way they do this exposition, so we find out, and so does Lambeau that Will has been in the foster system. We find out that he's been removed because he's been the victim of physical abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can see it throws Will. He kind of looks down and around and he's off. For the first time, he's so, off. Yeah, normally he's, he's shaking. He's on the beat, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's he's told, I'm sorry, you hit a cop though, so I'm putting you back. So it's like he goes, you had a really hard life. Anyway. But we're putting you in shit. I was like, it. It didn't feel like... It didn't feel organic. He said, look, son, I don't care that you've... Okay, that's fine. You're leading me to believe you're going to throw him in. But he gives us this bit so the movie goes, okay, look at him. Look at him. He's a victim. We're going to say, oh, we'll get there. But he's a victim. <laughs> yeah. Throws him in jail. So he uses this one phone call to phone Skyler. And he said, remember, it's me. It's Will. It's uh, I'm, I'm the really funny and good-looking guy you met at the bar. And she's great. She goes, I think I would have remembered you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm funny. I ugly one. And says, I don't suppose you're, you're pre-law. And then the door opens. We get this cut and the door opens. And it's uh, and you think it's her. And it's not. It's Professor Lambeau. And he says, look, I got you released. But you've got two conditions. Number one, you have to work with me on math. He's like, all right. Number two, you have to go see a psychiatrist. And he's like, I, I, ain't, I ain't going to do therapy. And he's like, it's that or you can stay here. So we go to he goes through some work in math, and it's it's great because they each have like a marker or a, or a, or a piece of chalk, and they're like chalk, yeah. They're like doing like a dance almost. So if I do this, then I do this, then yeah, I do yeah, this, yeah, yeah. and he sits down. Lambo puts his arm around him, and it's almost this father son energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, the TA is looking on, yeah, because he's just been completely sidestepped, past yeah, yeah. lapped, yeah. by this guy. He like this guy would be, he'd probably be working on a graduate degree. Meaning he's already got his his regular degree and now he's doing the next degree. Oh wow, well, yeah. And yet this guy's coming off the street and skipped not just the undergrad, skipped the graduate degree, and he's treating him almost like an equal. And also, um, he after, he does say at one point, "Go grab me a coffee." Yeah, go is, yeah, go grab us a coffee or something. Yeah. Like I think that, isn't yeah. It? It might at least refers to the them, two of them, including, yeah. including Will. Wow. Yeah. And there's this a, thing of like, the no, he's the janitor. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Will's wearing, I don't know if you noticed this, he's wearing a Shelby Cobra jacket. What's yes. That? Yes, I did notice that. Yeah. Because that's got the, the Cobra. Yeah. Yes. So, what that is, George, is that's the racing jacket of Matt Damon's character from The Monster 66. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Which he won't play. He won't play until years for later. For 15, yeah. no, more than that, 20 years. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it is funny. That's nuts. Um, Will is wearing it while he meets a shrink after he's read his book. And so he keeps going, he goes, let me ask you a question. Do you find it hard to hide the fact that you're gay? And it only throws the shrink. And he's like, what do you, what, what do you mean? Why do you possibly get that idea from? I can't work with this. And he's got a very, like if there's a place in the States to do this, it's this region because he's got this very upper crust Boston yeah. accent. Yeah. Uh, and then, meanwhile, outside, Lambeau's talking to this female student going, I find a particularly challenging math theory to be uh, highly erotic. <laughs> and she's like, looking at him, I'm like, is this your move? Jeez. <laughs> math? 
Math makes me feel sexy. This is your move. <laughs> these, these numbers don't add up. Gee, something that not up there. Uh, the shrink comes out though, and he quits. He goes, "I don't have time for this pro bono work." And he's a he's a raving lunatic. A raving lunatic. Yeah. So he's read his book in more ways than one. We go to another shrink, and clearly the shrink's tried to hypnotize him. That was I knew this was coming though. <laughs> and he goes. Oh, he's touching. And, and, and it's hard because he's he's making jokes about about sexual trauma. Yep. But it's it's weird because it's what they want him. They want him to have this sort of story. Yeah. So he doesn't. He keeps pushing forward and forward, and then finally you find out he's just quoting the lines from "Skyrockets in Flight," <laughs> "Afternoon Delight," and if you don't know this song, this song is just a metaphor for having sex during the daytime. <laughs> that's what afternoon delight is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the skyrocket in flight you can imagine what that's a metaphor for um i did like the bit where he turned around and he goes you almost had me you, you almost, almost had me. you almost had me. and then and then it's the first time i think we realize and it's weird it's the first session lambo's outside hitting on the girl yeah this session he's in the room to which point i'm like if he's gonna be put under and reveal his deepest secrets maybe and definitely not the ta yeah exactly, we don't need yeah. to be in here for this no. and meanwhile he grabs his watch and he puts it <laughs> the label, are you getting sleepy <laughs> <laughs> that, that kind of i did that kind of therapy once it's called it's called like sleep hypnotherapy utter bullshit it's so it, it doesn't work they're like you're gonna move you're gonna shut your eyes and move your eyes left and right to try and like emulate uh sleep room and you're gonna relive the trauma doesn't work never works i went to a hypnotherapy not, not a hypnotherapy but like, like a hypnotist's like stage show yeah yeah and i don't know i'm convinced that everybody in there was a plant <laughs> not a plant not a plant in that Everyone he brought them with him well i wasn't on stage oh. i was just watching i'm convinced everybody who got up there had been pre w- w- was in on it yeah that he yeah. he gave him some cash here's 50 bucks he might have brought home like four grand from from the place right yeah so what's a couple what's, a, what's 250 bucks yeah, yeah here's yeah. some money but i need you to to sell it and when it's over you don't tell anybody i think with the internet now we would have probably found out pretty quickly that what had happened but i don't believe for a minute it's legit that's the oh, same no. thing with um uh david copperfield when i went to see him okay um there was people that get picked up at the end to do this thing and they obviously see the reveal of what happens yeah. and he says to them there's a clause you can't say how it's done and whatever and there was a couple of people outside talking and they didn't say what happened they said we, we signed a contract he can come after us if we if we yeah. reveal it i'm like that's nuts yeah but yeah, that's just giving away everything that he's trying to work towards. Isn't it? it wouldn't work in the internet era. David no, Copperfield yeah. was the right era for his thing because if he did it now, it'd be out. Do you know, what? I loved David Copperfield back in the day, and to see it live, and I and I got was, on. These were global events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Wait, yeah. do you mean Copperfield or Blaine? No, Copperfield. No, Copperfield way before oh. Blaine. No, way before. For some reason, I thought David Copperfield was like the oldie times. <laughs> He is the oldie. No, times. David Copperfield is the name of a book written by Charles Dickens. Yeah. Oh, you see. Oh, see that's the oldie times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's like, my confusion. There was a there was a magician who took the same name, and he oh, would do okay. stuff in the eighties primarily. The 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the one where he goes underneath. There's a couple of them. There's one which I figured out totally. Yeah. Because he always there's one point where I'm like, okay, this is a projection. They're moving this, but it's a projection. There's not a thing. It's clever. Yeah, projection is, is the Great Wall of China one. I got a half figured out, but I can't get the second half figured out. Yeah. 
I think knowing how film and media and camera and how cinematography works yep. is helping me going, okay, why are you pointing at this? What aren't you pointing at? Yeah. So I'm thinking about this stuff. And the one where he saw himself in half. Yeah, so I was like, like really clever. Yeah. Um, he owns the largest um, collection of Harry Houdini. Yeah, I've heard that in the world. Props and, yeah. yeah. I am fascinated by magic. I am. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm being conned, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like the fact I'm, I'm being conned. There's one. It happened at the, you know, I promise I'll get back on the descriptor. Um, <laughs> there's one where uh, if you look at uh, Neil Patrick Harris uh, hosted the Tonys for a few years in a row. Yep. Oh, that one blows my mind. And there's, here's Ethan jumping ahead. Uh, <laughs> and there's this one where uh, he he gets up there and he puts him, he's on stage. And he puts himself down into this box and they spin it around three times and they open it up and it's gone. And then you hear, he's singing a song the whole time, yeah. right? And then he comes in when the next part of it, and he's, he's, he's running halfway down the aisle from the back of a theater. Yep. So somehow he's jumped from there to there. So unless he dropped, sprinted in a tunnel, made it, a, I have no idea how he did it. Same thing happened to me when I went to see David Copperfield. Yeah. He, he disappeared and then he, he appeared behind me, literally two or three feet behind me. Yeah. Um, I thought, wow, I'm pretty convinced there's some sort of trapdoor that carries you up to... Even or, if he sprinted, like he, would ha- he would have to I be so they, quick. Do you, I don't know think what they, do you know what they usually use for those sorts of A tricks? double. No, no, no. Hey, they, use a bloody double. double. <laughs> they, go, they go down the trapdoor and then they'll use like a mobility scooter. Um, yeah, they'll do to something. Oh, to, to a go-kart. Okay, yeah. I was going to say something motorised. Yeah. yeah. No, but it's cool. I like that. Incredible. I like yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I like that. And I like going, I, I don't have to know, because the minute you know, it's like, yeah, this yeah. In, if you want to hear a whole bunch of this stuff, folks, go listen to our episode on uh, The Prestige. Yeah. Because we go into it in some, in some, in some great detail. But uh, I love that bit where I'm like, Ah, how to yeah. do that? I don't really want to know. Let yeah, me, let yeah, me, yeah. let me live in this. Yeah. I almost went and saw Mary Poppins like live. I was on the front row, and you still couldn't see how most of it was done. It's yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah, live theater. Yeah, is it's still probably like the one days. place where magic still takes place. Really, there's some of that in Back to the Future as well. I remember oh, seeing yeah, Willy sure, Wonka. Yeah, yeah. And there's you. You see him walk onto stage, and I know I'm. Sh- I know it's trapdoor, but I see him walk onto stage, look at us, look back, and then he's just clothes. Yeah, it's yeah. astounding. Very, very Brilliant. Um, yeah, we. I, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. This is all my fault. So Lambo says there's one more choice for what we could do. He's like, "Are we done?" He's like, "No, we got one more." I, I had a roommate from college, and we go to Bunker Hill Community College, and the community in community college makes it more like a Brit, like what we would think of a college here. Yeah. And less of what we would think. So, not, not so prestigious. American colleges are probably better described as universities. Yeah. Yeah. Community colleges are more like we, we would call colleges and what you would call colleges in Canada as well. Okay. So, so like sixth form, kind of? Nope. No, when you say like what we call colleges here. Uh, okay. Probably more like what we call colleges in Canada. The idea being that it's an area where you'd probably more often than not get trained, skilled, uh, get qualified to do a trade. Oh, okay. And you sometimes might graduate from that to a, in a two-year program, which would give you the prerequisites you didn't have to get into proper college. Yeah, that was your other way out. Uh, so think about well, think about community. You think in the show Community. That's exactly yeah. what we're talking about here. Uh, so, okay. guess how many Robin Williams films we've done? Oof. Too many. Three. We started with one this year. That was Good Morning Vietnam. We've done two. Two. Good Morning Vietnam and this. That's it. Wow. How that? Oh happen? yeah, Aladdin. Aladdin was That's the Disney nuts. podcast. Yeah, uh, two. Wow. 
Yeah. Uh, in a Boston Magazine retrospective interview, Ben Affleck mentioned how he and Matt Damon wrote the part of Sean with Morgan Freeman <laughs> or Robert De Niro in mind. Wow. And they would imitate their voices when reviewing the dialogue in the script. That's funny. On the first day of shooting, Matt Damon and Ben Affleck started crying out of happiness because it was a scene between Robin Williams and Stellan Skarsgård, who were such accomplished actors, doing their doing their dialogue, Ugh. word for word. That's nuts. And they'd waited five years for this to happen, and they went, but look who's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that's nuts. Oh, that's got to be like the- That's cool. Oh, that's we've cool. made it, right? Doesn't matter whether yeah. we're on screen with them or not, just to hear them say our script. When Robin Williams read the script, uh, which was given to him by Francis Ford Coppola, Wow. He really Fuck. liked it. And he only had one question about the script. He went, who are these guys? <laughs> Damon and Affleck found a clever way to choose the right studio for the script. The story, we talked about this on page 60. There was a completely out of nowhere sex scene. The sex scene was between Sean McGuire and Professor Lambeau. <laughs> <laughs> Every major studio, he says, when they met with Harry Weinstein, he said, I only have one real big note on the script. At page 60, the two professors, both straight men, have a sex scene. What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they gave him permission to do the film. Uh, Gus Van Sant painted the picture that hangs in Sean McGuire's office. I like that um, picture. Yep. Uh, and so we see him with his class, and he's funny, and he's charming, but there's a sadness there. Oh, a lot of sadness. Mm-hmm. Even when he's teaching. Yeah. There's a sadness there. But knowing what we know about Robin Williams now, there's always been a lot of sadness. Well, a lot of time comedians yeah. deal with sadness. Yeah. Owen Wilson. Yeah, famously, oh, right? A lot, a lot of funny guys, especially guys who work on. We've talked about this before, I'm sure. But when you do things with that level, yeah, what do you do when all of a sudden it's quiet? Yeah, and the ideas don't stop. Yeah, you know what I mean. I remember you bringing up the uh, was it was it Matthew Perry who's always like I like when he struggled doing Friends because he was so worried about like if a joke didn't land, hits, if a joke yeah. didn't land, on oh, his shoulders, yeah. yeah, it's all we thought about. Remember in the reunion special, Lisa Kudrow went really. She had, she no, had no idea. idea no idea how much if, if, if you're funny or if you consider yourself funny or if you strive to be funny aspire to be funny how much of yourself you're laying yourself out there you're laying yourself out there but you also your currency in yourself comes from that reaction mm. and so mm. you're either the highest of the highs or the lowest or the lowest. Lo- and there's nothing in the middle and from what i understand from a lot of comics you have to die on your ass before you become <laughs> anywhere near as good right but those ones who are on this level where they just uh, to do stuff with, i mean robin williams is so quick he used yeah. to just turn up at the chicago um comedy club yeah uh, and just and they had just let him on you know unannounced he'd mm-hmm. just turn up and they'd say look just have robin williams is just go off and do do your thing and you're right he sparked on eight cylinders yeah you spark on six he spark on eight absolutely <laughs> so um he talks about trust being the most important thing you can have with a client which actually what's been, been the whole movie developing mm, isn't it yeah what well, no one else everyone else wanted to skip that part yeah. all look i mean the the, the, the other oh, therapist yeah, yeah, therapist yeah, yeah they all want to skip that part and tell yeah. me what's wrong with you yeah, yeah and he's yeah, like trust yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and where do you find it not through these big highfalutin important people you learned it at bunker hall bunker hall community college yeah right so they go for dinner and uh lambeau goes how long's it been and he goes since before nancy died and at which point he goes oh yeah 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 i was at a conference and uh he goes yeah i got, I got your card it was very nice 
And so Lambeau explains how rare he thinks Will Hunting is. And so we get to the first session. And um, Will shows up and he goes, I'm pumped. Let's let the healing begin. And Sean kicks everyone out and he sends the TA out. He goes, no, no, you too. Everybody. Everybody. And then we, Sean's warned about this, but he goes, he's going to go after you with anything. He's going to be sussing you out. I thought this was quite clever. And they talk about books for a while. And he goes, you read all these books? I said, yeah, yeah, I do. And he goes, oh, he goes, the wrong books. You surround yourself with the p- people like you. You surround yourself with these books, but they're the wrong fucking books. <laughs> and, he goes, and he keeps going. And he's not affected. He goes, so which books are the right books? Do you like books? Yeah, because he's all the swearing would put him off. And he's, he's just moving around. He'll take the insult. He's not going to he's yeah, not yeah, gonna yeah. rise to the bait. And there's a painting there, which he said was really done by Gus Van Sant. And he's going, oh, it's painting. Oh, it's not even, the, the colors are wrong. And you're trying to do this and you're trying to do that. And he even takes his thing and goes a step further. He goes, oh, the irony is it's a, it's a paint by number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I don't think it is, but he's, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah, going. Yeah. He's just trying to. He's going, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Matter, no, he said, yeah. And he goes, after a bit, and then he's needling him. And Sean just refuses. To, he's, everything's rolling off, right? Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. do you like to paint? Which paintings do you like? And he won't respond to that. And he goes, uh, I think you're about one step away from cutting your fucking ear off. <laughs> and he goes, yes, maybe you married the wrong woman. And he goes, maybe you should watch your mouth. Yeah. Oh. And he goes, that's it, isn't it? You married the wrong woman. What'd she do? She leave your sorry ass. And he grabs him by the throat. Brilliant. With dude. fire in his eyes. Now, this works not just because it's Sean McGuire. This works because it's the genie. This works because it's Adrian Cronauer. <laughs> yeah. This works because it's Patch Adams grabbing. Like Robin Williams has gone psycho. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, <laughs> the legacy—it's Mork from Mork. The legacy yeah. of yeah. every character he's played, who was part of your childhood, you have now pushed him to a place that we never thought we would see Robin Williams go to. And I think it's not. Sometimes I say about Matt Damon, he makes me forget. But there's a moment I'm going, you've broken Robin Williams. <laughs> Will responds to violence. Oh, yeah. None mm. of these other guys will touch him. No. Because that's not what you do. You don't. Because no, no, then no, you go no, to no. court, you do all this stuff he, yeah. on his level. Yep. And his exact line was, and he doesn't fight back. if you ever disrespect my wife again, I will end you and I will end with you. And he's like, I'll oh. kill you. And if I go, that's fine. I'm not afraid of going down, so I got nothing to lose. Yep. And then he goes, and Will goes, time's up. And he goes, ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and out he goes, and uh, Lambeau comes in and goes, hey, if you don't want to do it anymore, I understand. And he says, Thursday, 4 o'clock, make sure the kid's here. And that's how they kind of refer to He's the kid. Yeah. And Sean stares at the painting, and we dissolve to his place where there's a sink full of booze bottles. And he sits there drinking and just stares at the drink, self-loathing or whatever it is. And then we cut to date night. Because <laughs> Will's just bounced back from this. He's off having fun <laughs> at, you know, the dollar store, Poundland, whatever it is. Yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I hate this. This date is brilliant. Is it? Yeah. They're just putting on random uh, toys or little bits or whatever it is and just kind of bouncing off each other. And uh, there's a bit where this woman's telling Skylar that her eyes look really pretty, but of course she's wearing like fake glasses. <laughs> that's funny. Like painted eyes on them. Yeah, that's funny. Um, and so they're having, I don't know if it's a hot dog or they're eating at some like diner looking place. And uh, she's childish. and she's going, 
I don't think this part the the diner is not childish. No, no, no. no. They were just the, that's just showing you the silliness of the caramels joke is great. I'm gonna make these caramels disappear. <laughs> One, <laughs> two, and then he throws them quite often. Three, ta-da! <laughs> he said it works a lot better with a rabbit. <laughs> and they're at this diner thing, and she goes, "I know what you're after." He goes, "What?" He goes, "You're hoping for a good night kiss, aren't you?" And he's like. I'm hoping for a good night laid, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and he goes, okay, no, I'm hoping for a good night kiss. And she goes, well, why don't we just hit the pressure off and go for it now? And it's really, it's, it's really cute. cute. Mm. It's good. Oh. Again, she leads this. Yeah, she does. Uh, and then we cut to um, session number two. And he comes in and he says, grab your stuff, let's go. And they go to the park and they sit on a bench. And Will's like, what, swans, is a thing for you? There's a fetish for you for something I need to be aware of? And again, just He's trying push, to... Push, 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 And he says, you know what? I stood up half a night thinking about what you said to me. Is it really, really, whatever. And I, I just realized, you're just a kid. You don't know what you're talking you're no, about. You're nobody, yeah. And he said, and then I fell in the most peaceful sleep. He said, basically, his whole speech is about book learning versus life experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, if I were to ask you about art, you might tell me about your paintings, the, the works, their lifestyles, their context, yeah, yeah. but you don't know what it's like to sit in the Sistine Chapel and look up and see those colors. He said, if I ask you about women, you might have a theory about this. This says, heck, you might have even been late a few times, but you can't <laughs> tell me what it means to wake up to a woman and truly feel happy. He talks about war. He talks about love. And he talks about being someone's angel and then being your angel and then finding out, well, you've just got cancer. And then finding out what it looks like in the eyes of the hospital staff because the terms visiting hours don't apply to you. And he talks about real loss when you love someone more than you love yourself. He says, when I look at you, I don't see this intelligent, well-put-together man. I see a cocky, scared, shitless kid. But you're a genius, Will. You presumed it all about me because you looked at my painting and ripped my life apart? Your move, chief. And he gets up, this time's up. And walks away. Walks away. And that was the first time I sobbed in this movie. When they were shooting the scene, it seems that the only people in the park, if you look just off camera, 3,000 people were watching that scene taking place. Wow. Wow. Public park, can't show it though? Yeah, you can't, can you? (sighs) Tough scene. His hat. Love his hat. Mm. Flat cap. Brilliant monologue that is though as well. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. And delivered by Rob. See, if that was done by um, Robert De Niro, that wouldn't have the same gravity. No, because he'd probably chew the scenery a bit more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would have a more like he, he was a outward back. anger. Imagine Michael Mann directing Robert De Niro doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been epic. <laughs> but you can't tell me. <laughs> kind of a like Christopher Walken yeah. instead there. <laughs> Robin Williams is very like make this quiet. Christopher Walken, this Doctor Sean McGuire. I love, I love Christopher Walken. His anger is like implied and quiet, while De Niro would be—he'd he, probably shout a couple words to try and emphasize. Now, if you want to talk about classism, I mean, what did he come back out with? You never been to the Sistine Chapel? Yeah, you're right. The poor kid from South—he hasn't been to the flipping no, Sistine exactly Chapel. Exactly, he knew that. Yeah. So it's a bit of a shot. Yeah, but that—that—that trading shots, though, aren't they? They're trying to find their ground with each other. That's what they're trying to do. Um, and what does what does Will always worry about? Then people leaving him. Sure, right. So by getting in first and getting them to leave, 
um, he's not leaving. So he's pushing all these buttons to see if he'd leave. Well, on that note, I mean, it's clearly gotten to him because he goes to call Skyler in the rain, but he can't do it. And he goes back to the car and says, ah, I forgot the number. I mean, you forgot the number. Now, this is Will. Will remembers everything. Everything, yeah. So there's no way he's forgotten the number. Plus, we saw her on the other end of it. Yeah. Um, we go to session three, and uh, Will goes to light up, and he goes, no smoking. And Will respects it. He does. And they sit there and stare at each other for, for a whole hour. And out he goes, and Lambeau goes, what do you mean you spent the whole hour just looking at each other? He said, he just did it because he could. It's fairly impressive. And he said, I can't but be the first to talk. He said, so you're in a staring contest. He said, yep, and I can't speak first. No. I got to win this one. Yep. Session number four, they're staring at the clock again. Will finally speaks. And he, just, he says this joke. I'm, I'm going to save a joke. <laughs> I love the joke. He goes ahead and uh, he says he was on a plane once. And the pilot comes on and does his, we're traveling at 15,000 feet here, you know. The, the, the whole pilot show thing we used to do. Mm-hmm. We're traveling at 15,000 miles an hour, an altitude yeah. of 300 feet. And uh, yada, yada, yada. And he forgets to leave it on. And he goes, what I wouldn't give for a blowjob and a cup of coffee. <laughs> and this waitress runs up, stewardess runs up to tell him that. Uh, They're still on. The, the, the speaker's still on. And some random guy. Says, hey, hon, don't forget the coffee. <laughs> Suggesting she's running up there for the yeah, other part yeah, of it. Yeah. <laughs> Funny joke. <laughs> Let me laugh. And uh, he goes, yeah, but you've never been on a plane, have you? And he goes, well, no, but it's a funny joke, and it works better in the first person. I agree, it does. <laughs> and I appreciate on the idea about how do you tell a story being really important. But then he goes, I, I have been laid, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I guess. <laughs> Which is probably the most 20-year-old thing to say. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, good for you. <laughs> he says, I went on a date. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went, how'd it go? It went really well. You going to see her again? I don't know. Why not? Well, I haven't called her yet. And he goes, ah, you're just an amateur. <laughs> and he goes, what do you mean? And basically, you had a really good time with this girl, and you're not going to call her again. Yeah, Jim. Yeah, you're, you're an amateur. Yeah. Because I guess it's the life experience going, they're not as plentiful as you think. Nope. Not the ones for whom it goes really well with. So um, he says, hey, I don't want to get to know her. Hey, she's perfect. But what if she says something in a minute that all of a sudden I'm like, oh, you're not so perfect anymore. What? And then ruin that? Oh. And he goes, are you sure it's not the other way around that right now you seem perfect? And if she finds out more about you, it's going to ruin that. And he gets quiet again. It's the imperfections. And he, Sean instead then talks to Will about his wife farting in bed. <laughs> this must have been improvised. And he says, the things like this that I miss the most. These little idiosyncrasies that were ours, that's the good stuff. And Will says, you ever think about getting remarried? He goes, my wife's dead. He goes, that's what I mean by remarried. He goes, my wife's dead. Yeah. And he calls him out. He says, good for you, Sean. You tell me about not phoning people up. You're doing the same thing I am. Yeah. But you decided just to go ahead and go, no, no, I'm done. I'm done because my wife's died. And he just goes, time's up. And uh, Liam was right. 100% ad-libbed. Was it? Wow. Uh, Do you know why I thought this? Why is that? The way Matt Damon was laughing, it just didn't seem like a, f- a manufactured laugh. Apparently, if you look really carefully, you can notice the camera shakes a bit because the cameraman's. <laughs> That's Because he's not prepared for this. No, you can see Matt Damon going, where's he going? Oh. <laughs> I love it when actors choose to, okay, he's going somewhere I wasn't expecting. I'm going to stay in the zone here. Yeah. Because it's not like when he's Aladdin and you're like, yeah, knock yourself out. Do comedy. Yeah. This is just 
is a serious thing. This is um this this scene really works because he's putting a bit of light relief into it as well, isn't he? He he's going, you know, farting. People don't generally like farting, do they? But they find it funny. Especially the idea that this is the memory you have of your dead wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not the romantic beach walk. It's no, not no, your no, wedding. No. It's not this one anniversary. It's the little things. It's farting in bed and you woke the mm. dog up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he goes into the, the, the strong, you know, yeah. sturdy thing again with him going, right, time's up. Yep. You, you push my buttons again. Um, he drops in on Skylar. Uh, she's hurt that he didn't call. He wants to go out today, and she's like, I got to do this thing with an Ebola, whatever. So can we go out tomorrow? He goes, yeah, okay. He then goes outside. He draws an Ebola molecule or something and gives it to her and says, I couldn't wait. But I love the fact she turns around to him and say, look, whether you give me this or not, I need to learn this. I have to learn this, yeah. Yeah. But you see his frustration as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His frustration Mm. is, but this is really easy for me. It is very easy for him. And then imagine if that's your, I mean, we'll get to that in a bit, but imagine if it's your life where you're, you just run three steps faster than everybody else and your whole life is waiting for them to catch up. Yeah. Even the best of the best. Yeah, that's frustrating. So why do you do, um, like things like demolition? Cause that, okay, fine. That part's not going to, I can swing an axe or, hobby this, or a hammer. I'll be the same as everybody else. Yeah. What's wrong with laying brick? Yep. <laughs> Uh, and he takes her to the dog track. Again, this is not a rich person sport. No. no. A, do- a horse track would be rich. Horse track, yeah. Mm. But a dog track, that's working class. Yeah. She asks if he has lots of brothers and sisters. He goes, hey, I'm Irish Catholic. What do you think? And she goes, well, how many? He goes, come on, what do you think? And eventually she says, and then he goes, 12. And he's, says, not, he's not lying, though, I don't think. Because he's been through the system, hasn't he? So it's about classing... He, I think he's just going, oh, he, oh, he, I've, I've had the three brothers there, I've had two sisters no, there. I don't think he's had any brothers. Do you, but he's been through the system, hasn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, he's creating lying, so. a narrative for her that lets him still be poor but not damaged. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking in his own head, there's got to be an element of certain truths to it. Too. I don't think so, because if it's true, here's the reason why I don't think so. If it's true, because he lists all 12 brothers in order, right? Very quickly. Like that. Then when is it the second time? If he's really got these ones, not impressive. If he's made them all up and remembers in the same order two seconds later, hella impressive. Very impressive. Uh, Which is the more likely to be for uh, Will Hunting because he's a genius, right? Yeah, he's a genius, yeah. So him using his genius as a defense mechanism. Oh, okay, yeah. I was just thinking more along the lines of, you know, I've been... So I hear you. Do you know what I mean? It would would have had to... For for, for me to get to your reading, I would need something else to verify that he's got some connection with any of them at any point. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that I might... he might go by as he says he still lives with three of them that might be that he's probably referring to his three friends there but like that's the only he doesn't even well, live with no them, because but. he's got like a one room place that's been yeah 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 but he's, he might well be referring to those three people that he hangs out with there but other than that no i don't think he's i don't think he's we're back to therapy session number five and sean he asked sean you ever wonder what your life would be like if you didn't meet your wife and he goes what would, would my life be better and he's like no no i didn't say that and he's yeah. like no, no it's an important question to ask it's fine yeah because he says, you, you, you're going to have to ask yourself this because there will be difficult times. And uh, he goes, when did you know that you loved your wife? And he goes, October 21st, 1975. <laughs> I was like, what? How do you, 
Will's the guy who knows things in this detail. Yeah. <laughs> How do you know it? And he names like one of the most famous days in Boston sports history. I'm assuming that's real history. Oh, this right? is real history. And the footage they use is really from, from, from the baseball game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep in mind, at this point, the Boston Red Sox hadn't won a World Series since, the, since like 1908, the Curse of the Bambino. Oh, okay. So cool. this is the closest they'd gotten to. So everybody knows this game. Yeah. Since then, they've won like three or four World Series, so these, these it's not as big of a legend as it would have, as it is then or whatever. Yeah. But at this point, this was one of the landmark dates in Boston sports history, and so they kind of go through it. And the whole office, the whole time, has been sort of shaped like a baseball diamond. We have like you know the seats in four different locations. Yeah, you know, that overhead sort of spy shot. Clever. And he goes, "Man, I can't believe you saw that." So I wasn't there. He said, "What do you mean? What do you mean you weren't there?" Well, I was at a bar with my future wife. <laughs> he said, but you missed that. He said, what for a girl you didn't even he said, know. He said, your friends let you do that. He said, oh, they saw the look in my eyes. And they said, for a girl. He said, oh, you should have seen this girl. <laughs> and he goes, what'd you say to your friends? And he goes, I'm sorry, guys. I have to see about a girl. Yeah. I said, that's it. That's it. He said, you're kidding me. He goes, no, I'm not kidding you. That's why I'm not talking to you about how 20 years ago I didn't go over and see this girl. I'm telling you about everything else. And they sit down. He goes, it would have been nice to have seen that game, though. He goes, I didn't know Pudge was going to hit a home run. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was good, though, wasn't it? A little, <laughs> little bit of humor. And we go back to Skyler. And whenever they shot him and Skyler in bed, they shot it so tight. Mm-hmm. Like, they fill the frame. Like, they're almost not even in the same frame together. Some, they're so tight on them. Yeah. I guess to show the intimacy mm-hmm. versus the emptiness of the rest of his life. It's also very red, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's very stripped of color, like most Baston films seem to be. Mm. But in this situation, I guess this represents warmth, love, cocoon, closeness, yeah. all those things. But almost a bit claustrophobic. Oh, this is good. Almost a bit claustrophobic yeah. because, like, I need, to get, I need to get out of this. Yeah. I need to get out of this to safety where I have space, where no one can hurt me. Oh, well done, Georgia. You're welcome. Yeah. That's what you say back to me. Well done. Thank you, because it was like a communal. It was a communal thing. (laughs) Well done, guys. There we go. Well done. Um, Where in the script am I at, too? (laughs) 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 Trying to change what I'm saying here. Um, He goes, is it me you're hiding from them, or is it them that you're hiding from me? And he goes, no, nah, you can meet my friends. He goes, what if I don't say I won't have sex with you again until I meet them? And he goes, I'm saying it's like 4.15. One of them's going to be up. And he, literally, <laughs> he legitimately calls Chucky. He does. He's like, can I get like an advance payment on this? She's like, no. And then he goes, Chucky, go, go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and they meet the friends. And they're sharing stories about, you know, running from the cops, all this. So this is, the, uh, this is her on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. She's at their bar this time as well. Yeah, not the other way around. And then she shares a story as well, and it's the story about these two little Irish people. <laughs> and um, the wife wakes up on their fiftieth anniversary and says, <laughs> "I'd like what? What can I do for you? You've been so fantastic." And he says, "The one thing we've never done is he asked for oral sex." And she goes, "All right." She pops her teeth out, and she <laughs> then proceeds to, to to go ahead with it. And then afterwards, he goes, "Oh." That was fantastic. That's everything that's been. That missing. was fantastic. That was fantastic. <laughs> but <Whatever>, Mary, <laughs> so I think you can do. she goes all right, and then she takes a drink of her Guinness and then proceeds to let it like fall out of her mouth by saying, "How would you give us a kiss?" So that, the, a kiss. <laughs> so that the foam represents. You can imagine what. <laughs> That's a very very funny joke. I thought it was funny. Years ago, I was doing a film club 
at the school I was at. And the kids are all like 15, right? Yeah. Which is the age rating for the movie, so I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, we should watch Good Will Hunting. I, it was, I chose the movies. Yeah. We want to watch. No, no, we're not. We're not here so that you guys watch films you already know. What would be the point of that? I said, we're going to get you guys to some films you've never seen before. And uh, so I go ahead and we're, we, we, we'd watch it for an hour after school on like a Wednesday night. And then we'd come back. We'd do it the next hour of the next week, right? Yep. And it, we're watching the scene. And all of a sudden it hits me. Oh, I forgot the scenes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, it's Good Will Hunting. What a great story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, that's not the first thing I thought. So we get to this. And writers is about to tell a joke. Like my colleague, like opens the door to come in. Oh, so I do the thing where like I run up and meet them in the corridor and go, "Hey, how are you?" And then as soon as I get done, I come back in. The kids are falling about themselves. They can't believe it. So I pause. So why does she make this joke? And I go, I go into teacher mode. He goes, "Oh, I think she wants to be as rude as she can, so she fits into his world." I mean, I think that's an excellent point. Well done. Yes. Well done. So I, I promoted myself out of it. <laughs> it's always the fear oh no i forgot this was side. in here and then oh no my call well i just my call like a supervisor was coming in i was like oh no do you remember the first time you was watching tv with your parents and do you remember the the first sex scene that happened in front when you're old enough to sort of realize this is weird <laughs> no i don't <laughs> You? Sounds like you do. Well, it's just one of those things that most people just remember because uh, like people squirmed, don't they, and felt yeah. quite embarrassing. But that weren't ever. I just laughed. I thought it was funny. Um, I will say this: at the end of the year, we did our uh, our own little Oscars for all the movies we watched. Yeah, Good Will Hunting. They call it Best Picture. Oh, oh. just saying. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing you're giving away your thing too quick, aren't you? I'm guessing it wasn't for the joke. No, I'm saying <laughs> that they, I don't. I don't vote. I didn't vote because I, I, I knew all the movies. It's not fair for me to vote. Okay. The fact that I chose Goodwill Hunting for them to watch probably suggests something there. I think so. But I'm, okay, I'm an hour and 38 minutes into the episode. <laughs> Supposed to some of you where I see what the movie is and you go, either Ethan goes, yes! Or, I don't know, you two are both inclined to go, oh, <laughs> dreadful movie. <laughs> I um, give it a 10. Hey, I did, I, I cheered at Robin Hood. Can I just give my rating now and not be here next week? Hey, I cheered at Robin Hood and then we had a plot twist with that, so. No, you, you, you are more likely to do the opposite and be very, very positive. Yes. You give it away, but in a positive way. Yeah. I like it when you say this is a perfect movie. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. <laughs> I'm never going to let that one go, and that's deserved. <laughs> You're all right, bud. Christ. <laughs> On November oh, yes. 31st, Ethan said. <laughs> uh, George just got. Punched it a home run. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm um, trying to stay switched on, but I've eaten all my food and I'm still hungry and there wasn't enough sugar in it to wake me up. <laughs> You'll start eating the Play-Doh soon. Oh, no, no, God, no. Uh, As they walk back, Will's kind of outed by Chucky about living in a one-bedroom place. And she kind of looks at him like, but I thought you, I don't want to meet your brothers. And you can tell that, like, Affleck's like, what do you mean brothers? And she ought to, goes, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know he's not being truthful. Yeah, because you got to let me know what you've told her if I'm going to back you up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we go to the old man's pub. So Sean's got his own, again, his own version of the same sort of pub. He's in like a working class pub. And he's telling the joke to some guy about the uh, about the stewardess and the coffee. Mm-hmm. 
the guy's like, you didn't really say that. He goes, no, I didn't. Really. It's a joke. <laughs> and then Lambo comes in and he's trying to get Sean. He's like, I need you to help Sean to think of his future. And he tell, and he goes, well, you know, it's, it's his future. Who are we to say anything of the sorts? And meanwhile, and, and Lambeau, uh, Lambeau comes off as a real asshole. Here. He does. He does. Yeah. Help us settle a bet. And there's a smugness to Lambeau. Yeah. He goes, I forget who the first guy was. He's the guy who solves cures polio, whatever his name was. And he goes, have you heard of Albert Einstein? He goes, of course. Have you heard of G- Gerard Lambeau? <laughs> and he, he goes, goes no. no. Who's he? Who's he? He said, thank you. He said, who won the bet? I did. <laughs> but he doesn't let him know what the bet was. No. So that's kind of a jerk move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the bartender goes back and asks him guy at the bar. You ever heard of Gerard Lambeau? <laughs> or Gerald Lambo, Gerald Lambo. I think all, it was. I, all I keep hearing is like Maria Rambo every time you say it. So Maria Rambo, she's over the hill. But then, but then he goes back both ways, and he goes, "Hey, you ever hear of Ted, Ted Kaczynski?" And Lambo goes, "No." And he goes to the bartender, "You ever hear of Ted Kaczynski?" Yeah, of course. Who's he? The Unabomber. The Unabomber. Yeah. And that's what. Yeah. And that's what Will could be. He goes, "Will could be Einstein." Will could be Kaczynski. Yeah. We don't know yet. Where we're at right now is the tipping point for him. Yeah. Uh, That's why he's fragile, isn't he? He says. Well, Lambo says, I've already set up a meeting for him anyway across town. And we cut to Chucky <laughs> pretending to be Will. This is And brilliant. just keeps using the word retainer because he's just trying to get some cash out of him. <laughs> It's the second. I'll tell you what, you give me $200 now. Yeah. It is my second funniest uh, job interview scene in a movie. My funniest is. You remember Trainspotter? Yep. This is the one guy, and it's like, you need to be so good at the interview that they know you're looking, but not so good that you get the job. And so he's working for like a leisure center, and so he takes a hit of speed before he goes in for his interview. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he admits the lying to get his foot in the door and they're like the prison uh, you know, not the prison but like social welfare helps you here you didn't have to get your foot in the door <laughs> he goes what 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 what? <laughs> what do you find appealing about working for a leisure center in a word leisure <laughs> my their leisure is my pleasure <laughs> <laughs> oh he's great uh, but anyway he's great he's just like i don't know where he got the suit from no, and he's got this borrowed. fancy suit, and then he, like, but really like garish. Yeah, and he's got like these like high socks and like Converse on with it. Yeah, oh, it's <laughs> but he managed this to get- scene. What I was going to say, this scene made me go. I really wish we could have seen him do more like business Bruce Wayne shit, the same way that Bale got to do, where he was just sleeping. Yeah, he would have been. He would have been so good doing that. Uh, he got seventy eight bucks out of the one guy for it. He did, yeah. <laughs> so, um. We go back to uh, date day, and she goes, let me ask you a question, Skyler goes. Because Will's sitting there just trying to almost just wait it out while she gets where he's already gotten to instantly. Mm. She goes, how is this so easy for you? Do you have, like, a photographic memory? He's like, I don't know. I just know. And I think he explains it really well. And he likens, he goes, you know, have you heard of Beethoven? Like, he just heard the music. He sat down on a piano. and you see it. I don't know if it was him or if it's Mozart, but one of them at a very young age is... Someone plays a part as he goes in. He goes, can I have a go at that? And he goes and he plays the, the the entire piece from memory and by ear. And every, like, that's ten, th- you know, usually sometimes it's like seven notes at once taking place in two hands. I feel like that scene in um, Rocket Man with Elton John, isn't it? When he goes into that pre- prestigious music school 
and uh, he stands there and he listens to the lady playing the piano. And then she says, come in, come in, because you stop halfway through. Yeah. And goes, play something for me. So, so he starts playing thing. exactly the same thing and he stops. And she goes, why don't you carry on? He went, that's as far as you go. As far as, yeah. Yeah. That's all I heard. So Beethoven, whoever it is, is the whole thing. And he's like a child. And uh, so he's like, some people are like that with that. Now, I can't do that with, with music. I can't do that with other things. But I can do that. I can't hit a baseball like that. But I can do, I remember things. Yeah. This is what I'm good at. And I thought it was a pretty good metaphor. I thought so. And she goes, it's not fair. And I thought she was going to say, I have to work really hard at this and you don't. And she goes, I've been here for four years and I've only just met you. Sorry, <laughs> I've only just found you. Yeah. And his response was, but you found me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's a good line, Will. It is. They're in bed again and again it's super tight. And she wants him to go to California with her. And he goes, are you sure? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, how do you know? She goes, I just know. So this is almost the reverse of the conversation they just had. Yeah. Because you go, but I don't know how, how do you explain how you know? She goes, I just know. But how do you know? She goes, I, I know. And he goes, but how do you know you're not going to, like, two months later, be like, I, I, I'm stuck with this guy, and I, I, I wish I had a take back. And she goes, what's a take back? <laughs> yeah, no, I even catch her. And he says, look, we'll break up. You'll marry a rich guy from Stanford, and then you can brag to your friends how you went slumming one of these times. Yeah. And she's <laughs> like, I don't know what the, what are you talking about? Why are you so hung up on this? I'm not looking to drop you. He goes, what do you want, what do you want me to say? You want me to say, yeah, I don't have any brothers. You want me to say I don't have any brothers? I lied. I'm an orphan. And she's a hundred her her reaction. She's great in this brilliant. scene. Brilliant. Like he's really good. Yeah. And he's got another scene coming up. She's brilliant because I believe everything. Same. And she goes, No, I, I didn't know. And she's crying, going, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't want you to away. how can I want you to say that? I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. He goes, You want me to say that look, I had cigarettes put out on me, and that's not a surgery marker from where I was stabbed? And she's going, I don't know. I didn't know this. No. You can't get mad at me because I didn't know what it was exactly. that you were holding from me. And she's looked, she honestly says, say you don't love me, and I won't call you, I won't do anything. And she kisses him, and it feels like the tension of it's like kind of come down. And he just looks at her dead in the eyes and goes, I don't love you. And he walks out. It got you real. And she sobs. Breaks in a way that's not like a movie break, in a way no. that feels real and no. organic. Yeah. Yeah. Georgia is crying for the second time in this. <sighs> she's brilliant. She really is. And uh, we go back to Lambeau and the TA's grilling Will about, I hope you realize that he's a, he's a genius, you know, <laughs> and that he doesn't have to do this for you. And uh, you should really feel quite lucky for this. And uh, yeah, I think he's trying to threaten him in a sort of yeah. way, which is funny considering. <laughs> work. And then so he comes and says, I had to go with this math you wanted me to do. And he goes, I don't, it can't be right. He goes, it's right. Right, and he's like, "What oh, well, his jobs? Maybe I don't want to spend the rest of my life sitting around explaining shit to people." And that's his frustration. Like, yeah. if I do this, I'm always waiting for you to play catch up. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's right. I know. It's Where right. is my equal? I'm sorry. We were equals. You're not as good as me. We were equals when we sat side by side and did the thing with the chalk. Yeah. Cool. I'm yeah. past that. Super past you. Yeah. And he's like, and so he takes this theory he's been working on and burns it instead. And Lambeau goes on his knees and trying to put it out. And he's like, why don't you, what is this? And, uh, yeah. And that's the, the end of it. He goes, I, I don't want, I don't want to do this. Right. So Will goes and meets with the national security agency. And we find out later he's completely disaffected about what his math could cause for regular people. What's going to happen in other countries? What's going to happen with the jobs they have? Because he sees himself. Because the one thing he's got, 
and I'm not sure if this uh, comes up a bit. I think it's in a scene with Lambeau and uh, Sean. And he goes, like, these guys who he hangs out with, like, they'll take bullets for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the one thing he is, loyal. Yep. Why? Because everybody else walked out, but these guys, they've been with me all the step of the way. Yep. And it's his chief strength, and it's his chief flaw. Yep. He's too loyal. Yep. And so he's explaining this in session number six to, um, to I think, Sean. I think um, later on when we'll talk about it, but um, uh, Matt, not Matt Damon, no, Ben Affleck's character explains to him. Yep, you sure. Know, but we have to, it has to be done at that point in the movie. It, it does, yeah, yeah. So Sean goes, do you have a soulmate? And he says, yeah, Chucky. He said, Chucky's your family. <laughs> I mean, the person who opens things up to you, who makes you better. Yeah. And he goes, I got tons of them. He goes, yeah, who? Shakespeare, Nietzsche, Proust. You know, he goes, he goes, okay. But it's a one-sided conversation, isn't it? It's a one-sided thing. It's not going to work. Again, it's books versus experience. We're back. We're, we're still on the park bench. Yep. Mm-hmm. We like each other more now, but we're still on the park bench. He goes, what do you want? He goes, I didn't ask for any of this. And he goes, you were born with this, so you don't get to cop out with I didn't ask for this. Yeah. He says, what do you want? He says, I want to be a shepherd. And so he opens the door and kicks him out. And Will's, Will's thrown. He is, yeah. Will does not like this. No. Nope. He goes, what, you kicking me out? He said, if you're going to give me the same bullshit answer, yeah, I am going to kick you out. Look, I got time to do it. I'll have a conversation with you. But if you can't answer a simple question, what do you want? Yep. Why are we here? Yep. And uh, again, I think, I think Sean's his equal. Sean's his dad. Yeah. <laughs> It's because we get the early spot with the arm around him with him and Lambeau. Yeah. And you think, no, this is, this is, this is the father-son relationship. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And so, but Nettie turns around and goes, don't talk to me. I'll do my life. What about you? What about you, Sean? He says, what do you mean? He said, your wife died. Okay, so you want to just cash out and walk away? He goes, hey, at least I played a hand. (laughs) And uh, so he calls out uh, Will some more. And he walks out and he goes, fuck you. And the response is, you're a shepherd. <laughs> but if you think about the EWE yeah, version yeah, of you. Yeah. But it's such like a it's such like a like a dark joke <laughs> because he's storming. I just want to. Which again, humor, humor is a sign of intelligence. Yeah, like Yeah, 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 yeah. I, Was that one an ad lib from Robin Williams? I did I didn't get any notes on it. It it just feels like it potentially was because that's so that is a very Robin Williams like joke. To pick up pick up that bit that was just dropped. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It would not surprise me if it was. No, it yeah, be. same. Uh, if it was likely, unlikely, I'd, I'd want to say it's more likely it's an ad lib. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or at least it was a. Can I put this in? Like, yeah. and not. Yeah. Not. A, it wasn't a Matt Damon Ben Affleck joke. It was. A I don't. Th- yeah. I don't. Joke. If you ask me to put money, okay. If there's a money, I'm going to put my my, my my two pound coin on one of them. I'm putting my two pounds that it came from Robin Williams in some capacity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he phones Skylar and he says, I just want to call you before you move to California. And she's talking about when she leaves and she goes, I love you, Will. Oh. And there's a pause and she goes, Will? Well, I, I, I love you. And he goes, you take care. Oh. And hangs up and she's again just broken oh. the phone. And then we cut to her boarding the plane. And she's looking around. I'm waiting to the very last Hoping minute. that maybe he'll come to the boarding area to say goodbye. And we do see he's watching the plane go. Because, yes. of course, he knows which plane's hers. Because yeah, he yeah. probably knows all about flight paths and all that stuff. 
And then we go to, uh, I've got Chucky's big scene. Oh, this is great, this scene. And um, they finish up their shift, and they're drinking a beer together. And uh, we're talking about the future in some capacity, and Will says, hey, oh, 20 years from now, this will be great. Our kids will go off to Little League, and uh, and we'll walk to Patriots games. Oh, it's going to be great. And Chucky goes, if you're still doing this in 20 years, I'll kill you. Yeah, I'm insulted. And he goes, what? He says, you've got something that none of us have. And Damon goes, what is it with all this? You owe it to yourself. And he goes, no, no, no. You don't owe it to yourself. You owe it to me. Yeah. See, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'll be 50. That's what my life is. But you, you could do something else. And you sit on a winning lottery ticket. And every one of these guys would trade places with you in a heartbeat. Yep. And yet you're just throwing it away. So it would be an insult to us if you're still here in 20 years. And he goes, you know what the best part of my day is? The best part of my day is when I drive up to your house. Now, thankfully, the film's shown us him driving up to the house a couple times at yeah. this point. And he says, I hope. For the first few minutes. Yeah. That you won't be there. Yeah. That is my hope. That you've gone and done something, something else, something better than this with, with your life. No explanation, no goodbye. No explanation, no goodbye. So it's not, it's, it's setting you up for something happening later in the yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the idea that he's going to be okay with this. Yeah. But it's a good speech. Now, if it's a speech, it's ripped off in um, Community. Is it? Yeah. As luck would have it, I was <laughs> sometimes I put shows on when I, when, I, when I fall asleep. Yeah. And I woke up, and it was uh, – there's a whole episode they do that parodies uh, Good Will Hunting. Oh, okay. So uh, even down to the math on the board. Yeah. And it's just <laughs> one of the characters instead goes ahead and he uh, – Donald Glover. He's, he's, he's a plumbing genius. <laughs> so <laughs> – and Abed says this, and his response is, uh, Donald Glover's response is, what, you hope I'm not home? You hope I just leave you? What kind of friend are you? <laughs> but it's, it's, that's how he's done for laughs. It's really powerful here. It is very powerful mm. because he understands. He gets it. Yeah, like. And you're saying about this, this is what I'm talking about. Matt Damon is loyal to the point to where the, he's. The, this is his fault, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, the idea that. You're the Chucky can't. Had. Chucky can't go do this. Chucky no. can't go and become a math genius. No, but he would. Tr- he he would go and do it himself. Yeah, as low as you think he is, he would do this very thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we have the grown-ups fighting because Lambeau goes and stops by Sean's office, and they get into it. And they go, "Okay, this is what the problem is. You resent me for the success I've had." And I think there's a little bit of goodness in Lambeau here. Because he keeps bringing up, Sean keeps bringing up the the Fields medal. The medal, yeah. And I think he's like, look, I would give it, because that was the only thing that defines him. You just, I, I can know, every fight we have, it's always going to be the the medal now. That's always what it's going to be. Yeah. It can't just be F you, no F you. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's got to be all oh, the Fields medal. Look, I, I give it to you if that's what it is. Yeah. And he admits, he goes, look, you were smarter than me then and you're smarter than me now. I think that's more for us. Yeah. To go look, you know, he goes, but you, he says you look down at me, and that's fine. He goes, you know what? I don't go to those reunions because you look, you look dead. It's that look. It's that look. I'm trying to stay away from. You think the problem is you think I got stuck here? I chose this. You sanctimonious prick. <laughs> that's a Robin Williams thing. Yeah. Um, and then as is that he goes, and he's talking about the boy, and he goes, maybe the boy isn't like you. And then there's Will. Yeah. Which, if I was directing, this is exactly what I would do. And Will just stands there. That's what I did in Crucible. Get two people fight, yeah. and then the person's in the window they've created. Yep. 
It's right out of my playbook. Brilliant. Brilliant direction. And he doesn't, doesn't come in. He listens. He listens. And then Lambeau just goes, I was just leaving. He comes in. And um, Sean says, that goes back a long way. It's not about you, kid. And very little of it had to do with you. Yeah. yeah. So he comes in. And uh, he's got Will's file open. And Will wants to know if he can. Is that what he's going to say? He goes, hey, you want to read it? And he kind of pushes it back and goes, yeah, no, 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 no. And he says, am I going to be failed? And he says, oh. he doesn't really give an answer. And he goes, you got any experience? So now he knows he knows everything about his life, right? You got any experience with that stuff? And he goes, oh, I've been a shrink for 20 years. He goes, no, no, no. You got any experience? So again, book reading versus life experience. Yep, yep. And the movie goes, yes. And you can argue, if he'd said no, what does that mean? Do we, do we, do we get our ending if he answers no? You just have another scene, don't it's you? It's just different. Yeah. So he goes, hey, yeah, I had a, a dad come home drunk. The fun nights he'd wear his rings. <laughs> and... And then, um, so he goes, yeah, one of my foster fa- uh, fathers, it was uh, a wrench, a belt, or something else. Yeah. And he'd say, choose one. And he'd go for the and worst. He, and he, the and worst. he says, Sean goes, I choose the belt. He goes, I, cho- I chose the wrench. Yeah. Sean goes, why? He said, because fuck, fuck him, him, that's why. Yeah. And he goes, but basically goes, yeah, respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um. And so he looks through and he says, all that stuff. It's not your fault. And he kind of goes through all the stages of grief in this. Yeah. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's fine. It's, yeah, I know. It's, it's not your fault. And he goes, yeah. he kind of laughs. He goes, yeah, all right. He goes, it's not your fault. He's like, what, what are you doing something now? What are you doing? What's and he like, moves closer it, to it, him. It, yeah, he keeps coming closer. It's not your fault. And then he pushes him. It's not your fault. He says, why are you doing this? You play, it's better not be a thing. And then finally he just accepts it and kind of just. He, not you, Sean, first. Not you, yeah, yeah. Which, not you, yeah. That's where it got me. That's made me well what's your what, what's your interpretation of that? Because I'm not sure I'm getting what you're getting from it. Because that's don't he doesn't want he because he's finally getting gotten through to and he knows it is it, but he's one last ditch attempt to push away the person that's about to yeah. become someone who has who stays. been able to get through. Because to it. Cause, cause if I let you win, you can hurt me. Yeah, yeah. it's that. It's not you. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't oh. do this to me. And it sort of collapses on him and weeps him with all respect to it. I do for for all the banner we have. I think, I think the world of Hermes. I do. But for Hermes to tell me Matt Damon can't act. He doesn't. Or can't cry. Mental. Come on. Yeah. Come on. I'm choosing a wrench here, Hermes. Fuck you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> He's just laughing on the other end. I know he is. <laughs> um, what a powerful scene. Oh. And it's powerful. Powerful. I was a mess. It's real easy to look at Matt Damon. Of course you would. But if you get a chance to look at Robin Williams, why does it too? Yeah, 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 yeah. And approaching it closer and tighter and the only other person we've seen shot this tight is with Skyler. is with skyler yeah it's uh yeah so it's, I, a, I, it's a great moment in the film. i imagine when they wrote this scene it's about the steps of grief yeah and making sure he hits all of them not stupid Dude, <laughs> there's dude. the sigh and the <laughs> I, was, I was i was i was i was just a mess I don't know. It didn't get me when I watched it most recently. Oh, it still did me. I'm taking notes. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm also thinking about. I've also got. Maybe yeah, it's. Yeah, you got different. Maybe it's an interesting way to sort of talk about this is not only do I have the experience of trying to plot what's going on in the movie. Yeah. But I've also got. What is it that I want to say about this scene as it's going on? So I'm trying to sort of get all that together and somehow still experience the movie at the same time. Yeah, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Which is hard. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think I think you know you've gotten me on an emotional level in some capacity when I just get really, really quiet, just sort of pensive and just sort of sit there. Um, I thought having him break and him cry on his shoulder and they embrace, they don't just cut away from that. They hold it. And there's an intimacy here between two men. And yeah. it, in 1997, seven? Seven? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that it would have been entirely far from it, but it still wasn't commonplace. No. No. Men talking about their feelings, especially this, you know, in kid, Boston. And, this kid from the south side yeah, of Boston. Yeah. Um, which explains why he was so hesitant to go down that road to begin with. Mm. So, yeah. Um, this is the most powerful scene in the whole film. It's really interesting. When we get to the end game, there, there's some, man, a lot of really good scenes. There are some really good scenes, mm. yeah. But this is they build on each other because you don't get to it. Oh, you've got the scene with the I don't love you. Yeah. Even the phone call as well. Yeah. Then you've got the Chucky scene and the Chucky oh, scene's a really, really important scene. Really important scene. Yeah. Yeah. And then you got this. I cried at that too. <laughs> and I guess it depends. We talked about it a little bit with Armageddon when we were all looking at the relationship between Harry, another Ben Affleck film. See, Ben Affleck just brings it. Yeah, he <laughs> Maybe he's the best actor. <laughs> not, he's very good, but he's not that. I ain't um, argue with that one. <laughs> Would that be an error? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> get Private Ryan. Uh, let's just me. let's just change let's just change our lens here. Uh, if anybody gets that one. Um, <laughs> Oh, it depends. So when we we did Armageddon, we went. So Megan was talking about the scene that got her the most was the scene between Harry and um, uh, AJ because of the relationship she feels that she has with, with, with her dad. Yeah. Um, or was it? No, I think maybe hers was no. Hers was the scene That's with Harry, Harry and Liv and the daughter. The yeah, daughter, yeah, yeah. speaking to him one to one, the hands on the on the screen. Yeah. Whereas I was saying like uh, Harry and AJ, I'm I'm like bawling. Yeah. Because I didn't have that. I didn't have that. I didn't have that sort of thing, right? No. And so, in the same breath, this scene here. What do you want? Who do you want it from? Is it the is, is it the friend speech, or is it the surrogate father speech? <laughs> for for me, it's the latter. But they're yeah, both right up there. They're both, yeah. yeah. And I get that. And so, and, and that's two people that mean a lot to him. Yeah, I think it's coming back to. I th- I'm sure people at some point had a conversation when we went out to the factory, similar to. You don't have to do this. In fact, I think there's one guy I can say this about where he went. You can do this. Nothing wrong with this because the whole speech about you know I build someone's car, I do something. You know, that's what I'm yeah. doing. I'm building someone's car. There is an honor in that. Yeah, I go home going, I help build a safe vehicle for someone. And you can tell yourself that, <laughs> and there's honor in it for for for. But if is it, if someone asked me is it really what you wanted to do and you, no it's not no and looking back now if i'd stayed there versus i, mean, I had a i had a student who got into cambridge this week you know what i mean yeah and the first thing they did was they got their their, their parent to get in contact with me so that i was i was the first to know that's cool before anybody before any member of staff i was yeah. the first to know so that's you just must how, have meant a just, lot to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's that thing where I don't want to sit there and be like, oh, no, but I don't want to disempower their voice either. 
And so I'm going, yeah, yeah. It was one of those situations where, yeah, I, I guess my impact was not insignificant. Yeah. And so if I went back and talked to the version of me who's going, hey, maybe I'll stay here. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's no. not that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um. So then we get to session eight, and a little bit of time's gone by, and he says, hey, I got a job lined up at McNeil, which is one of the places, I think it's the place, McNeil, that uh, Ben Affleck went to earlier and took, <laughs> <laughs> made out 78 bucks <laughs> a little richer. He goes, is it, is it what you want? And he goes, yeah, I think so. And he goes, time's up. And I don't know if you noticed, it's the only scene when they're not, the only session, they're not sitting opposite each other, but they're sitting on the same side of the camera, yeah, side by side. Yeah. Because that's the breakthrough. They're not opposites anymore. They're not, they're not fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. They're on the same side. And Will goes to thank him, and he tries to stumble through some. He goes, you're welcome. Yeah, I know. He just yeah. cuts him off and goes, yeah, you're welcome. I know. Yeah. And says, Sean, what do you do? He says, I'm going to travel a bit. He says, I'm going to put my chips back on the table. Uh, and they hug, and he goes, uh, Will I see you again? <laughs> no, Will asks, does this violate doctor patient kind of like appropriateness? <laughs> and he goes, only if you grab my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Robin Williams, that's him. Oh, see, I can I can see that being a Damon Affleck line. Could you? Yeah, I think so. No, he has the, more Robin that, that South Boston borderline homophobia thing. That's totally a line that would come up. <laughs> now, could I see Robin Williams also making that joke? Yeah, yeah I could, but I yeah. but it's one that I could totally see being in the original script. Okay, that made me laugh. Uh, but he says, "Hey, I'd love to keep in touch." He goes, "Yeah, yeah." Gives him some information. Says, "You're taking a hold of me," and so the idea of it. We may no longer be doctor patient, but we can have a relationship. Yeah. Because what's his number one fear? Abandonment. Like, he can't yeah. be like, nope. See ya. We're official. No, I'm no longer your doctor. We're, we are not seeing each other anymore. Done. And he, at this point, he's been calling him son for a couple of sessions now. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because before that was like chief, wasn't it? And stuff like that. Yeah. Um, in the bar um, with his friends, they're talking up more. Uh, ben Affleck's character, Chucky's talking up Morgan. He's like, he's a really good guy. He is. And then he comes around and he goes, well, what are you guys talking about? He goes, who, who the fuck's talking to you? How about you worry about yourself? None of your damn business. <laughs> Which funny. is really nice, actually, because you go, he's got a heart for him, doesn't he? He does, yeah, yeah. Aren't they supposed to be brothers in this? Or just- No, he's just living with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I skipped them. I mean, there's a whole scene where he's upstairs in his mom's bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I skipped that. Um, I'm glad you skipped that. Yeah. Um, yeah, if people think a little blue this episode, you should see the stuff I'm cutting out. Um, <laughs> so it turns out they've bought Will a present, so they go outside and they've bought him the ugliest car. I love it. Yeah, it's great. I love it. But like, it looks trash, but it will do what it's supposed to do. Yeah, I, I love the shape of it. I but like it. I it's a great. visual representation of who Will is by society. If you look at him, you'll go, oh, he's poor. But he's unsightly. He doesn't belong here. I'm not being funny. They scraped that together themselves. Yeah, I know. And they worked on the engine themselves. He even says it's a strong engine, dude. Yeah, I'm not being disparaging. No, no. No, no. But it just looks like I crap. S- yeah. I cry- I was I was crying at this. To be Yeah, it's a really touching moment, yeah. actually. And Will also goes, This is the ugliest car I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um We go to Sean's office, Lambo comes in, and he's packing up, Sean is. And he goes, Sean, I'm and he goes, Yeah, me too. Which is the, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've, I've had these conversations where someone was to say, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I beat them too and cut them off. Go, yeah, me too. We're all right. Yeah. Uh, they make up and he goes, let me uh, tell you. And Sean goes, 
tell you what, next uh, next reunion, I'll buy you a drink. He goes, the drinks he's are free. open to going. Yeah, which means he's, he's, yeah, he's up yeah, for it. Yeah. He goes, the drinks are free. <laughs> yeah, it's the idea of it. He's, he's smarter than he is, right? Yeah, he goes, yeah. I know. I was being, <laughs> no, I don't like the use of the word ironical. Yeah. I never like the use of the word ironical. What? How, what's the difference between ironic and ironical? They're both adjectives, just one's more archaic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, uh, they make it say, so how about we go for a drink right now? I'd like that. So, um, we cut to Sean's wearing his Red Sox jacket. He's getting ready to go somewhere on his trip. Will comes up in this ugly car. Love sees it. Sean through the window and leaves a note in the mail slot. Meanwhile, Chucky's coming up to Will's house and honks the horn, but Will's not there. Looks in the window. Looks in the window. Sean gets the note out of his door. Uh, Morgan goes back. Sorry, Sean. Oh, um, Chucky just... goes back to the car, realizes he's not there. He smiles. He smiles. Morgan yeah. graduates to the front seat. He's like, wait, yeah. <laughs> The other guy, he don't care. you would have thought he might have gotten yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't important enough of a character. <laughs> and so he goes, if the professor calls about that job, tell him I'm sorry. I had to go see about a girl. That was nice. And uh, Sean goes, son of a bitch stole my line. <laughs> And we see the car driving off towards California, and that's really where the movie goes. Uh, on a side note, there is a phone number printed on a sign for a construction company they're working on is the phone number of an actual Massachusetts construction company that Matt Damon worked for while going to high school in Cambridge, Massachusetts, for what it's worth. Cool. Uh, the final line, son of a bitch stole my line, not in the script. Uh, a Robin Williams play. Nice. In a closing note, in 2014, after Robin Williams died, wow, it's a decade next year. That's nuts, isn't it? The bench in the Boston Public Garden where he and Matt Damon had their conversation scene became an impromptu memorial site. People left flowers, quotes, and various items at the bench. A petition has been passed around to erect a statue of Williams' memory near the bench. Oh, she's got goosebumps. And I think, uh, I think, that, I mean, if I'm ever in that part of the world, I will go find Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I will oh, go yeah. find that bench yeah. without, without question. So, yeah. We're in the end game now. And we are in the end game now. Uh, let's go ahead and do a random word, please, Liam. Random word. Um, either clover or shamrock. Same thing, but different names. All right, folks, there so you go. The clover, clover or clover. shamrock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There shamrock, clover, same thing. It's like a Ford versus Ferrari Le Mans 66 it thing is. we are going on. <laughs> it is, it is. All right. Uh, shamrock could be fun. Uh, let's do the money, money, money. Ten million dollar budget. What does it oh, take wow. home, Ethan? Uh, two seventy. Liam, I remember it being a big hit. So one no, yeah, one ninety five. One ninety five, Georgia. I've just accidentally seen it. What's getting the right. stuff ready? Liam's closest two twenty five point nine. Oh wow! Yep. Wow. 20 something times its original budget. Yeah, that wow. Okay. That's astounding. And when you made a sequel? When you get, when you get, no, well, actually, now that you mention it. Oh, really? They kind of made an unofficial sequel. Oh, did they? So, do you remember the scene from the bar with the academic? I might have written this up earlier. I forgot all about it. Yes. Well, in this film, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Uh, yes. There's a bit where he goes and he hits up Damon and Affleck as Damon and affleck or something like that and he says there's the film that you have to do because your friend says you owe them and they stare down the lens of the camera and then we have like the slate come over goodwill hunting too 
take three, <laughs> and they clap it. And now Will comes back with his whole like, you do it. He goes, yeah, but I read such and such. And so the academic, I think it's the same guy, puts Will right in his place. <laughs> and so it's earn around. It's a two shot of Affleck and Damon. And he goes, oh, I don't know, Will. What should we do? He says, I don't do. He goes, it's earn around. They both got shotguns. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, it's hunting season. <laughs> they just shoot the guy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So there's your unofficial sequel. <laughs> Which was brilliant. The problem was, I'd never seen this movie. No. So I knew there was a movie called Google Hunting. That's all I knew. Wow. Uh, so there we are. That did make me laugh. Nine Oscar nominations. What we got? Best actor. Script. Best actor for Damon, yes. Best script. Uh, best original screenplay, yes. Uh, best, best movie. Best film, yep. Best yep. cinematography. Uh, no. Supporting yeah. for uh, Robin Williams. Williams. Yep. Yeah. Uh, there's not much for soundtrack. Is there's there? some more acting nominations here. Oh, so, oh, so it, actress, actress, Minnie actress. Driver. Yeah. She deserves it. That's the end of the oh, acting. Yeah. yeah. Best director for Gus Van Sant. Yep. Uh, film editing. I was going to say editing, yeah. Original song. Uh, it must have been in the credits or something. I don't remember, I don't remember the song. No. Dramatic score. Hmm. Oh, the score was... It's full like of no, like... I don't really remember the score. That's weird, it's just little it? chimey sounds to represent yeah. like... I didn't... I mean, you'll notice I didn't put the theme in. Oh, it's not you won't because you didn't, you didn't... Did I play the thing at the start? No, I didn't. I, oh, no. I even set it up. Oh. No. Oh, that sucks. I just put a bunch of it in. Yeah, no, I set the whole thing up. Oh. It's the bit where it's... Uh, it's the bit where the guy is dressing him down. If this is my boy's wicked smart. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, I don't. I just don't remember the score. It's weird. It's yeah. I didn't even use it because I wasn't that. It's just very chimey. Yeah, yeah. It's more like light tones than anything else. Um. So a couple of notes about this. Matt Damon became the fourth person to be nominated for both acting and writing in the same year. Ooh. Following, I'll tell you what. There's four other people. So there's three other people who have done it. We have done two of the three films on the pod, so I'm going to see if you can name it. Oh. People who are nominated for both acting and directing in well, the same film. Braveheart. No. Nope. Mel Gibson, no? Didn't write it. Did you not? Directed. Oh, he did, did I'm he? looking for writing. Oh. We've done two of the three. Um, oh, have we done... Uh, I don't think I did it. Is that the one with Ben Affleck as... No. Nope. No? Okay. This is the... It'll be the fourth. So this is... I'll tell you what, the rest of them, the, the, there's nothing earlier than the 80s here. Oh, okay. Sorry, there's nothing later than the 80s here, sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, I've got nothing, sorry. Sean Prasad might have something to say about one of them. Oh, did... Oh, 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 oh. Um, um, Citizen Kane? Citizen Kane, Orson Welles. Yes, of now, course. You can argue he didn't deserve to be nominated no, for... Uh, no, <laughs> He wins too, doesn't he? Yeah. Because that's the end scene in, in Mank. Yeah, I like to accept this award in the same spirit in which we wrote the film, in the absence <laughs> of Orson Welles. <laughs> Love that, Gary Oldman, fantastic. Problem is, I'm not very good at writers and actors. I'm more better with. Hey, direct- Polly, she's with me. Rocky, Rocky yeah, Rocky. Oh yeah, he did write it. He wrote it and yeah. he starred in it. And the last one's Charlie Chaplin, the Great Dictator. Oh, okay. One okay. of the ones where he speaks in it, yeah. One, one of the few guys who could do both silent and yeah, spoken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His big speech, I did not ask to be a dictator. Never seen it, but it's on my list, I think, so we'll have to see it at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Affleck was 25 when he won the... Oh, gee, sorry. AGM, I just ruined it. <laughs> Fuck! Oops. Sorry. It's okay, I've got I've got a couple of us. Okay. Uh, 
Yeah, Matt, Ben Affleck was the 25 when he won the Academy Award for Best Original Screenplay, making him the youngest person ever to win this award. Uh, there's a great story about Jersey Girl, which is a... Uh, I, I like that film. It's a film by Kevin Smith, and Ben Affleck had promised he would play the lead. But he st- all he'd ever heard was like a concept. Yeah. And he kept phoning them saying, when are you going to do it? When are you going to... Because like Daredevil was coming up or something like that. Yeah, he goes, yeah. when are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And he goes, I want to do... Uh, I want to do Jersey Girl. When are you going to do it? You finished it yet? You finished it? You finished it yet? And Kevin Smith says, one of us, Ben, has an Academy Award for writing. You're aware of this, right? <laughs> <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> I love that friendship. It's um, great. And then finally, when I'll tell you what, you go ahead and tell him you can do, um, you can do uh, Daredevil. And he's like, oh, thanks a lot, man. Thanks a lot. They phoned him back like five minutes later. And I went, you haven't finished writing it, have you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the deal was you can do it, but you'll have to do Jersey Girl for, for like much less if I let you out of this because he committed to doing Jersey Girl. Oh, okay. Like contractually. Yeah, yeah. And he went, all right, I'll tell you what. If you promise to, to, to do Jersey Girl for less, I will I will push Jersey Girl back six months. Oh, I like Jersey Girl. And then he goes, you haven't, it phoned him back and said, you haven't finished writing it. He goes, nope, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time a film in which the top billed actor uh, wins an Oscar for best supporting actor in a supporting role. Yeah. Robin Williams got top billed. Top bill, yeah, yeah, yeah. While a guest on The Late Show with David Letterman, Robin Williams joked about his amazing experience after winning an Oscar for his role in the film. He said it's amazing. When you're in the Academy Award, you have everyone for a week who's like, hey, Goodwill Hunting, way to go. Goodwill Hunting, Academy Award, way to go. And two weeks later, it's like, hey, Mark, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> right, nanu, nanu. All right, who would you cast as Well, you will. I'm no, not, no, no, I'm no, not no, 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 no. I'm Sean McGuire. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely Sean McGuire. You're Ben Affleck. Oh yeah, yeah. you're Ben Affleck. Right, Ethan's Shadow. Ethan's obviously Will. You think he's Will or he's, he's Morgan? The, Morgan. He's Morgan. Yeah. All right. George is a mini driver. Mini driver. I don't know. I think I'm Will. Not messing. You're not angsty. Enough, <laughs> no. You're not be. fighting I enough. Could be angsty enough. You can you can play posh. You're very good at playing posh. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, no. It's pl- playing posh has got a very good posh received RP kind of thing. I have got a very good RP. I've got to use it. Yeah. Uh, RP means received pronunciation uh, for our non-British listeners. It's kind of like the BBC English. I've heard it referred to as sometimes. Yeah, the BBC uh-huh. English. Yeah. Uh, Muppet this movie. It's so oh. you've still got to have Robin Williams. Huh? You've got to still have Robin Everybody Williams. Everybody but Robin Williams. Yeah. 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 Who's, Who's Will? Will? Kermit. No, Kermit. No, Kermit's not abrasive it's enough. It's got to be someone like Rizzo. Oh, God, oh do Rizzo. It can be Rizzo. Can't do Rizzo. It can. It's Rizzo that everybody's got to be a rat who's like. I'm not even funny, though. Either, and, and Mini Driver's character can't, you know, Skylar can't be Miss Piggy, can it? No, yeah. it's really difficult, can't. this one. No. Oh, well. Sam the <laughs> Eagle in a wig. It just didn't work. Did this film have a villain problem? No. Not at all. Film didn't need a villain. No, it didn't. Not in a typical, like, his villain is his, is his past. Yeah. That's it's conceptual. Yeah. What should this film have been called? Georgia, you had an issue with the film, so what should it have been called instead? No, I really like the title. I just don't like that the character is then called Will Hunting. Call the character something else. Hug me, Sean. <laughs> it's not your fault. You put a, co- you put a comma after good. <laughs> that, that, that's it. That, that solved it. Or a question mark to show his dilemma. That's it. That's it. Solved. Good, Will Hunting? 
<laughs> Solve for X. <laughs> <laughs> Whose story is it? I think it's on the title. Uh, what is Good. The, what is the story here? Don't let your demons overtake you and destroy your life or something. He was his own demon, though, wasn't he? He was like, um, he was holding himself back. I think if you don't let people in, if they can't hurt you, they can't love you, basically. It's very much a trauma story, isn't it? Like, Will will just be the guy living in that one-bedroom house reading to himself all night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can be really intelligent, but what's the point of it? Yeah. Uh, musical inspiration songs that should have been on the soundtrack Common People by Pulp yeah, that's a good song yeah. 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 Uh, for people who aren't in the UK uh, it's a song about a, a rich girl who wants to who wants to like slum it with like a working class guy yeah a working Whenever class Stellan- hero is something to be there you go whenever Stellan Skarsgård's being a, like a creep see. Hot for teacher. Hot for teacher, jeez. He was a <laughs> boy. She said, see you later, boy. <laughs> he wasn't what? good enough for her? Yeah. It's kind of the reverse, isn't yeah. it? Uh, <laughs> you can use this song for any time there's a breakup in a movie, but it was about a while. When, when she flew away on the plane, it must have been love, <laughs> but it's <laughs> over now. Like you could have like her crying, look out the window, and him like watching the plane, and you know, lay a whisper. And he's putting the hood up in the rain, walking back to the car <laughs> on my pillow. On the uh, whenever they're on the construction site, anything by Men at Work. Men at Work, yeah. Oh. Mm. About it. Push mm. it. Push it real good. Roll of women. Georgia. Stunning. Yeah? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think it's really, really well done because it's it's about him and it's his story, but it's she provides for him a figure that he gets he gets given two figures in his life in this film, throughout this film, that become integral to his healing and to his process of becoming someone who is no longer a victim of trauma just a someone who has had trauma and she is one of them and it's done in such a beautiful way because it is very much they are in love and this is she is this figure to him and she is a she is a symbol of hope and but also of and of sex out of love and all these things and she becomes this such a it's such a rounded beautiful character who is able to leave and still do what she needs to do, and he... It's very accepting. It's, it's just very well done. And you know also, just to butt in a second, I meant to say this earlier, you know that she goes, I want you to move me to California. He goes, but this is... We've not really known each other that long. How, how do you know? How do you know it's going to work? Sean always said, I knew she was the one. Mm. You know? They were very certain on who they loved and what they wanted, mm-hmm. and he never has been, because he's worried about being rejected. Yeah, I mean, Sean goes in going... I'm going to go for this. If it goes the wrong way, it goes the wrong way. But I'm going to go with the idea that it could be something. Yeah. As opposed to Will, who, like, yeah, what am I going to lose by doing this? Yeah. It's, it's you know, for Will, the cup's half empty and full of poison. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was going to ask this question because my one criticism, not even a criticism, but my one thing, I there's one key female character. Just one, yeah. Just one, right? Mm-hmm. But she stands up against all those. So my, my my question isn't so much, and I believe there's 
you have movies that are all about men, you get movies that are all about women. As long as we have access to a field right. of them, yeah. that's fine. Right, yeah. And I would hate if this movie was being made today and they went, there's not enough women. We need to, we need to put, needs to be a woman in the group of friends. And it needs to be, because it dilutes the story. Yeah. I want to ask what is a character and what's not a character. Because I'm going to, I'm going to pitch something here. See, you look at me really, really kind of, like, kind of like, where are you going with this? Yeah, I am, yeah. What do I think about Sean's wife? Is that a character? Yeah. Yeah, she is. Oh. Because. <laughs> My boy's wicked smart. <laughs> yeah. She, well, she is, isn't she? Because that's what affects him. She's integral to his. She yeah. You feel her absence. And then you see from Will the concept of one person's and they've both lost in various ways yeah and they both shut down in various ways because of their loss because of their rejection one by uh parental figures who abused him and one by what does it mean to love that completely and then lose and it. then lose it yeah and the impact of that on sean is a lesson and a message to will and will's if he's not just as responsible he's fairly it's close the rescue job he does on Sean mm-hmm. alongside Sean's rescue job on Will. It'd be really easy just to see this as a one-sided narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sean, you know, he, he puts down the the paintbrush, if you will, and goes out to once again experience and not just be surrounded by, it's really interesting, he's surrounded by books. Mm. And rather than going and experiencing things anymore. They are two sides of the same coin. They're yeah. just 40, 30 years apart. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the role of women, I mean, her impact on his life is yeah. total. Yeah. Total. And even the little bits we get told, when she got sick, he took six years off of practice. Yeah, you can, she meant a lot. And then more when she got when she got sick, and then when she got really sick. Yeah. Whoo. So there's that. Best character. Let's do the stuff where we go around the table. Let's start. Can we do a mini count? Georgia. Oh. <laughs> uh. This is really difficult, but I think I'm going to have to go with Robin Williams, I think. Okay, if you had number two out of curiosity. Um, it's either Matt Damon or then Mini Driver, I don't know. Uh, Liam? Yeah, I think we're all going to say Robin Williams, but um, second-wise... I'm so torn myself. It's so difficult. It's tough, isn't it? Yeah. Because... Matt Damon is brilliant in this, but I, I quite like Ben Affleck in this as well. And Minnie Driver, you can't... She stands up. It's yeah. a very strong character with all these. Yeah. It is, it's, it's a... It's a it, real, real push. Real push, probably Matt Damon because of the end. So Williams one, Damon two. Yeah, okay. very, 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 yeah. very push. Ian always says I'm a contrarian, and now I don't have to worry about that accusation. Thank you, Liam. Because uh, I was, I was, I've been gunning for Mini Driver the whole. T- she, she's just, she's fantastic. The, 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 this, that's, that's pain. That's pain on a screen that a lot of people can't do. And I'm, I'm true. I'm in awe of that. It's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's William. It's William's number one. Yeah. It's 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 the four of them. The four of them are you all. You can't. Mm. It's tough, isn't it? Skarsgård's great too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. As is, I think Casey Affleck's really good in it. Um, noise the ass off me. Noise <laughs> annoys the ass off me. You're supposed to because Affleck tells you this until the end. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Affleck. Number two. It's tough. It's tough. She doesn't. He doesn't get his big scene. Isn't the big emotional scene. 
it's got emotions to it, but it's yeah, not yeah, Robin yeah. Williams' scene, no. and it's not Mini Driver's scene. It's a no. different kind of scene. Yeah. Um, but yeah. a very important scene. Who? who Chucky's? Yeah. Love it. Because Chucky's the guy who is. Like, I'm your peer. Yeah. And I, I do hear there's a, there's a massive part of that, you know. I am your peer, but if you if you stay here, I'm going to hate you. Yeah. And that's all, that's all from love. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Let's go, uh, Georgia. Best moment, best element. Oh, this is hard. The credits? Is that everyone on this one? No. <laughs> no, it's really not. Um, probably that. Um, it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's going to be everybody, I, so I, maybe. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, you have more to say? No, sir, I can't talk about it anymore because I will just cry. So. Okay. Yeah, it had me. I think everybody's going to pretty much say, you know, it's not your fault scene. So I'm going to go and pivot. It is mine, but I'm going to pivot onto another one. Well, you're going to take someone else's now, aren't you? Well, no. I'm just because we're all gonna, pretty much going to say the same thing. The bit that really got me was the Robin Williams grabbing him up by the throat. Oh, shoot. You know, I will end you. Uh, yeah, and he'll end myself it. with and it. And that yeah. was when that's when um, Will goes. Shit, yeah. he's more like me than I thought. Yeah, he's willing to go. He's willing to fight for this. That was that was a trump card. It was a trump card with with the brainiac in the bar. If yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Push him to shove. I'll threaten violence. Yeah, yeah. I can't go at her. And he threatens violence first. Yeah, throws him. Speaks his language. Yeah, yep. Ethan, uh, it's Ben Affleck's speech to. Uh, to to Will, it it mm. just I. There were points where you were just saying the scenes. I have cried a lot while you've just been talking about the film because a lot of them hit me in different places because of whatever reason. But this oh, this one spoke to me in a way that like I I had to pause the film for a minute because I was like not like like crying, but I was I was I just tears falling. No matter what I did, it just hit me in such a way. Sometimes with this classism, what can happen is if you try to go beyond where you were, there's one of two things. The good case is you hope it'll be, hey, go on and get get out of here. Go on and do something more. Yeah. The other side is, oh, you think you're better than me, <laughs> which is what we saw with the maintenance guys and all that stuff. Yeah. And mm. that, especially in, in things in Boston, like that stuff gets played around a lot. If you ever had a chance to see, uh, we saw a town, there was some of it there. Uh, we, if you ever get a chance to see the perfect storm, that's got a lot of it too. Um, so is that the one with George Clooney? Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's not great. It's all right. Based on a true story, was yep. it? Um. So yeah, so I think um, that that speech where he's like, "I, I need you to get out of here." It's huge because he's yeah. kicking. Be less like me. Yeah, that's okay. He's My, giving him permission to do yep. it. My favorite scene, though, I'll go my favorite. Uh, it's weird because this is where the acting, for all of us, we've kind of chosen a third actor with the, with the scenes that we've chosen in a sense. Honorable mention of a scene on the bench. Yeah. Just oh. saying. Yeah. Mm. That's a, that is a masterclass in how to deliver a monologue. Yeah. Yeah. That's one I'd like to do as, as, a, as a. I'd love to have a go at that. If, if they ever, very rarely now have I ever got to do an audition where it's like just prepare a monologue. Back in the day, I used to get a lot of them. Yeah. Um, I would like to have a go at this. I think I could do that. That's but, a drop the mic moment, isn't it? You but drop, my scene, my scene's going to be the mini driver. I don't love you scene. Oh yeah, for the reasons There's that that, that was was mentioned. But uh, because that's the scene where you get to see that Will's not the only one who's hurting, and his actions are hurting people as yeah. well. 
And then it's important that Will's not perfect. Oh, he's far a, from it. As far as like perfect because you're damaged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's causing people real pain and doesn't seem to register with it. It can be defense mechanism. That's fine. Yeah. But look at this. This girl didn't ask for it. And we didn't mention he keeps coming. He's really hung up on her money. And she did the whole speech where she went, my dad died. Yeah. I would give this all back for a day with him. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. So don't. Don't get hung up on this money. It doesn't define yeah. who I am. Exactly. Yeah. And it's about loyalty and family and all that. Now, he can't relate to the family part of it, but still, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But that's what sometimes when you have these people, when you have uh, this sort of classism, anybody who has it, there's the assumption they're living this kind of, we use the word privilege a lot right now in, in public discourse, but this overprivileged, you don't know what it's like to have pain or struggle in your life. And she's saying, hey, don't put this on me. I inherited it because my dad died. Yeah. Given the choice. I'd give it all I'd back. switch yep. in a heartbeat. Yep. So there's mine for that. Grumble, Georgia. Mm, this film made me feel too many things. Is it a bad thing? Mm, nope. Okay. But still, sometimes not. But I, I'm about to cry. I can't talk about this film for much longer. Okay. <laughs> Liam. It's like whiplash all over again. <laughs> um, Georgia's giving me a sign that says, not my tempo. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to to critique this one with a grumble, but if I had to really push for one, um, I think they give away Matt Damon knowing the the math too quickly. I'd like to have, as a a viewer, been hidden from him doing it the first time. I'd like the math been worked out and everybody, including us, is trying to find out who that was until the second math, when he says, this took us two years. And then have him... Right, and you're like, what? I think from a screenwriting perspective, I think by putting us on the inside with him, I think that helps build an intimacy between us and Will. Okay. Question first. I want to throw us back here and see what you think. Okay. What's what's worse? The situation you just described where we, we, we know off the start. Yeah. Or if they try to keep it from us, but we all guess ahead of time. Where, like, it's, it's going to be the kid janitor because he's the guy you're paying attention to and no one thinks it's going to be him. Um, yeah, but I'm not saying, like, you know, it just felt like I was, it, it was too quick off the bat. Yeah. I just felt, I felt like they could have just waited a scene. Would you have, would you have been okay with 15 minutes extra runtime if it gave you that? Yeah. Okay. I would, actually, because I was drawn into this film. I weren't looking at the time. I was just like, oh, my God. Yep. And, and there was more of, I remember, I'd only seen it once all them years ago. And it still hung with me. I still, some bits surprised me still. You know, some bits like um, grabbing him by the throat. I forgot that. Yeah. You know, the, the mini driver scene. Forgot that. But I remember the Ben Affleck speech. And I remember it's not your fault speech. Mm-hmm. You know, these things. So I got a bit of, watching it the second time around, I got a bit of something else out of it. You know? Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I could have done 15 more minutes. I don't say that lightly about most films. No, you don't. Ethan, I, I don't really have one. I, I was thinking at one point, like that, like uh, was it Lambo's sort of second is there and then isn't. But I kind of like that because his whole thing is he's just like a sleazy little rat man, and that's fine. Uh, I don't have one. The best I can do is to the streaming service Freevee because I watched it on Prime via Freevee. Yeah, I watched because, it that way too. <laughs> yeah, and usually. Usually, like, when a film's on TV, the thing with free views, you watch it for free, uh, but you'll get ads. And I thought it'd be structured like a, like a T 
TV showing of a film or where the end of a it, scene they put you, it in. Yeah. <laughs> you get to the end of the scene or like a part where it makes sense for the pacing and then you do that. But I was watching this scene and I shit you not, I had it's not your McDonald's are ordering the <laughs> new barbecue Mc and I was like, fuck no! Have, What's the point? I had so few adverts. So for a while I was like I saw one at the start, and it was like an hour till I got my next advert. And I I'd like seven. because I come and nicked your DVD of it. Yeah, you did. Sorry. <laughs> I knew I could access it, so it was all right. That's a good one. Yeah, Liam rings me. He goes, I, I don't think I have this. And it turned out I did because I bought a bunch of used DVDs during the pandemic. Oh, I, was, I was like, I'll just build up a little bit of a supply here. It's quite funny because we're on the phone talking and you're going, no, nah, I don't think I've I, I don't think I've got it. And then all of a sudden you start going. It was tucked into the corner of the last place I looked. I was like, what are the odds of this? Because you thought you wouldn't be able to get a chance to see it. Then. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my grumble. I don't have any. I wasn't a joke. There's not enough explosions or uh, <laughs> things. I something we didn't talk. Something maybe we could do a little bit more of, and I'm not sure we we close the loop on this. When sh- when uh, Lambo's on his knees, holding on to the burn stuff, oh. he does say, "I wish I hadn't met you, Will." Yeah, because I could have lived my life knowing there there weren't people like you. Because he's working so very hard. He says, "There's only five people that know," and it comes so yeah. And the number of people who know that you and I. There's a difference between you and I. Yeah. Are like five people, and I'm one of them. But now he has to live his life with the knowledge that he's number two. So whatever it is that he viewed um, Sean. Sean with, or what he thinks Sean looks at him with, he now has that relationship with Will. Yeah. Going, what do I do knowing he's out there? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So maybe there could have been a little bit of they kind of yada yada over his finish. He just mm. they give, give him a fight with Sean and they make up, and that's kind of the end of the arc. Yeah. Uh, anybody's best role ever, Robin Williams for me. I don't uh, think I've seen enough of his actual like live action stuff, but I I doubt anything would be better than this. So. Better than Good Morning Vietnam. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's probably it's definitely better than Good Morning Vietnam. But it's, there's some dead poets in in, in my I've yeah, not, I've not yeah. Seen oh, which I know yeah, yeah it's so. tough dead poets is that's yeah my my barometer has always been a film he did called World's Greatest Dad yeah yes. Hermes agreed with that last week when he was was it Hermes yeah yeah I think yeah. so yeah I I adore that I think he he's fantastic in that but he he carries that in a different way this this is something else this is just like this is amazing I, it's it's great I I, I I can't even criticize it, like or go. No, that's wrong because it's it's right. They're both amazing performances. I appreciate Ethan trying to use some adjectives. Me too. Sorry, I really I was I was stumbling. No, no, after is like we talked about him. It's all about goats and stuff in the group chat and uh, (laughs) give him a hard time. So it's good to hear him. You know, play with some uh, play with the English language a bit. Online, I'm I'm an absolute like menace, but I try and like sound at least some semi professional when we do this. Uh, it is time for. I never wanna hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all. It's not your fault. Play the age game. <laughs> uh, you've probably done me a service because I had five, but now I've got four. So we start with Matt Damon. Oh, I know this. So you two go ahead. Twenty-four. <laughs> Twenty-six. Liam gets it. He's 27. Yeah, and so that's the thing. So Matt, so Ben Affleck's the youngest person ever win the Academy Award for screenwriting? Yeah. Ben Affleck's, yeah. Matt Damon's the second youngest ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. 
Uh, then we have Robin Williams. Okay, I don't know any of these. I can jump Ooh. in here. Hmm. 53. I was going to say 53, so I'll go 49. Uh, 55. That's George's. He's 46. Wow. wow. It's that I beard. Know, that I beard just makes him look... And the sadness. He wasn't that old when, yeah. he was, when he died. He's so. got a very... Like, his nose is really long. Like, <laughs> his features, sometimes mm. you don't realize he's so animated. But yeah. they, they shot yeah. him so tight. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Uh, then we have Mini Driver. Mini Driver. Yeah. Go 24 again. I'll hit that. <laughs> I'll hit that. It's <laughs> 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 22. 28 with no references to hitting things. <laughs> Ian gets that because she's 27. Hey! Oh, she looks good. She's, and then she looks fantastic in this. Harvey Weinstein's an idiot. He is. For many reasons. For other things as well. Yeah. <laughs> so currently, we have a point for Liam, a point for Georgia, and a point for Ian. Ooh. So, so this four-question thing actually worked out. <laughs> yeah. Who can get Stellan Skarsgård's age? Wow. 38. No, that feels young. 42. 45. Oh, 50. Liam wins. He's 46. Shut up, really? Yeah, I know. Wow. As soon as we said about Robin Williams, I was like, nah. That's got to be. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Wow. Come on. Liam's turned on. It's like he just came across a hard math theory. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's do the critics. The critics. The good, the bad, and the ebes. What do we got here, Georgia? We have got... um, J. Carr from the Boston Globe, I thought it was appropriate. Yep. Uh, said, even rarer uh, that a breath, of thresh- a breath of fresh air is a breath of fresh Hollywood film. Brainy and heartfelt and right on target, Goodwill Hunting is such a film. Um, and then we have got... See, it was really difficult to find a bad one. Um, because yeah, it would be. Yeah, there just really isn't any. So I went with one that I just didn't like because it's it's a good review, but I didn't like it. So Bob, uh, Bob McCabe from the Empire Magazine said, Goodwill Hunting may well be the Rocky story of the 90s. I just didn't like it being compared to Rocky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, that means because they wrote it themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah. But like, don't like Rocky. So uh, Then we have our good friend, Roger Ebert. Deeps. Look who was distracted <laughs> on their phone. I was. It <laughs> uh, says, the outcome of the movie is fairly predictable. So is the whole story, really. It's the individual moments, not the payoff, that make it so effective. And I don't actually agree with Eves there, but... Okay. Where do you go with it? Three out of four. Really? Yeah. Wow. It does feel like a three out of four review, to be fair. Unlike... Yeah. Okay. Okay. For, 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 for a minute, we thought Eves and... Uh, and Ethan had the same concept because I'm imperfect and don't give it full marks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. So Ooh. that's why I had a hard time. 8.3 on the IMDb. So very well regarded uh, in both fronts. Uh, I put up a uh, poll as I'm no, a fleece, as a I'm fleece, known to do. Fleece. As I'm known to do, and said we're recording on Goodwill Hunting. What do you think of the film? 68% call this a great film, which is amongst the higher wow. great quotients yeah. we've gotten uh if you put the great and the good which i'm calling our beetroot 
metric. <laughs> just feels like beetroot. I don't, know. Beetroot. I don't understand. Or rotten tomatoes. I don't know, beetroot. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought there was, was like a no. reference happening. Uh, 89 per- so I've started to go back and sort of keep track of people who've rent great and goods and seeing what that combined metric is. Our own sort of personal, is it a good movie or a bad movie overall? Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, 89% if you add those two together. Two percent. One person actually put their vote in for a ba- a poor film. What? Yeah. Ooh. To which point I'm like, I don't know what you talking about. What you talking about? What is? So I think I know who it is too. But <laughs> we'll go ahead and we'll go. Georgia, friends of the podcast. What they have to say about? We this? have lots this week. So hey, I like that. We've got AJ. Hey, AJ. Says, uh, how do you like them apples? Goodwill Hunting was one of the first movies I bought on DVD. To this day, it's one of my favorites. Matt Damon is one of my favorite actors, and of course, Robin Williams. There are so many layers to this film and so many issues that are portrayed so beautifully. Every time I watch this, I notice something new. A few visuals stood out to me this time around. The focus on the paint-by-number painting in the office after Will leaves the first appointment. As it zooms in closer and closer, the scene turns into a pile of bottles and dishes in Sean's sink. Mm -hmm. The scene where Skylar is boarding the plane and looking around, hopefully to see if Will might show up, while Will is actually watching her plane in the sky. And the end credit scenes, the camera follows Will's car all the way through, and then as the last note is afternoon date afternoon delight plays that was the really? last the last credit is shown we see the car rounding the corner those three visual scenes were three that stood out to me on uh, most upon this free i turned it off before getting to that so thank you for that aj uh, matt damon and robin williams have an incredible believable chemistry the climactic scene at the end it's not your fault which gets unfairly compared to a similar therapy scene in ordinary people in my opinion is so affirming to all who have had a traumatic past and upbringing this realize uh, I realize this review is pretty long already. I could write so much more, but I've already exceeded the few words. If this is too long to read on the show, I understand. Robin Williams left this world too soon. I've loved his work since Mork and Mindy. Hey, if you think that was too long, my thing for you is no, 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 it was not. <laughs> well, you should have heard some of the sermons Reverend Bruce used to bring. Us. Yeah, <laughs> brilliant. By the way, we 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 love Reverend Bruce. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Georgia, where are you at here? Now, who's next? Uh, we've got one from Shy, but there is no thoughts. It is just a number, unless okay. there's a second one. Submitted? Uh, not sure. Speak of the devil or not, it's Reverend Bruce. Yay. <laughs> it's from. It's a Boston movie. How could you not have Reverend, <laughs> I know, I know. Reverend Bruce? I love this movie. That. As you know, I love a Boston movie. <laughs> I agree with the BFE assessment. Any proper Boston movie has to have Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, or Mark Wahlberg in it. <laughs> I'll give a secondary nod to Casey Affleck, who is in Gone, Bobby, uh, Baby Gone, and Manchester by the Sea. I love seeing Matt Damon schooling the hoity-toity Harvard student in the bar. Matt Damon and Robin Williams have great chemistry and mesmerizing banter. This is Robin Williams' best performance, even better than Dead Poets Society. Here, here. Culminating scene, It's Not Your Fault, is an inspiring tearjerker. This is also the best portrayal I've ever seen of someone's affection for a person who has passed away in the way William spoke of his wife. And the Boston's Red Sox in this movie is the icing on the cake. Aww. Yeah, good shout out from Thank Bruce. You, yeah. Love you, buddy. Thanks a lot for chipping in. Always. And then we've got Hermes. Hermes. Says, <laughs> I, keep I got drops. Let me do them. Sorry. I'm just conscious I've got seven of these together. <laughs> no, uh, Hermes says, not to steal anyone's line, but everyone should see this film and although matt damon can't quite cry everyone is the best in this quite possibly the best performance of robin williams and damon's career careers notably uh, mentioned consideration to world's greatest dad in williams case the love story seemed a bit forced and completely secondary to the main story unfolding which was a shame for Minnie driver she seemed great throughout the fantastic writing on behalf of affleck and damon definitely acted as clear early proof of what promising careers both would ultimately have Overall, this film has its flaws, but there are few, in my humble opinion. Cannot wait to hear everyone's thoughts. Yeah, I mean, these two are complete unknowns at this point. Yeah. Um, 
to the point where they were really they were who's Matt Damon and he'd signed up to do I don't know if it was Peacemaker or Talented Mr. Ripley or something something else he had signed up for in, in the interim that made them go okay we feel okay with him being this guy yeah but uh, 100% an indicator of it's easy to look back now and go oh it's Damon and Affleck at the time they're just two kids yep just two kids and uh, thanks a lot Hermes uh, always you. better for your input and then we got one from Nate the great who says the basketball fight scene felt the most like John Moxley matches nowadays random and pointless took a while for the story to really get going but slow burns that are good turn out well Will is such a dick for most of the movie it was so hard to root for his happy ending once he had his moment with Sean and then I came round on him beautiful stuff from Ronnie Williams is always so good they repeated the same scene four times people telling him he's a genius and can do better should have cut that down Will did deserve jail time for that haircut (laughs) <laughs> yeah the haircuts the haircuts i thought this is some of the things like he had these like really he goes to want to interview and he's got like this like half silky half beigey kind of shirt i'm like what is this <laughs> i i would disagree nate on the idea about the same scene happens because that's all building to him pushing back on it and that leads to chucky going you don't get it yes it's not about you it's about us yeah, yeah. everybody else around you I, I think it builds to that but i do i i, I do hear what you are saying there should everybody see this movie yeah that's right yeah <laughs> oh, and thank you for the john moxley drop that's a wrestler liam we're gonna go see you next week oh okay cool he's very violent is he yes he just loves to bleed i don't know why <laughs> and then we've got richard hey, he richard. says it's good you know it's all right it's fine great cast Williams gets deserved plaudits, but I really love Mini Driver in this too. Yeah, Decent well said. script, but I don't really care for the therapy scenes all that much, and the ending sucks. But yeah, I like it, I guess. Wow, the curmudgeon. It's, it's just too heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? i got to say this to you, Richard. It's not your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. This is him. This is his avoidance tactic on the film. He's just trying to get away from it. It's like, not your like, fault. Like, like it's Mini Driver hugging him in bed. It's not your fault, buddy. It's not your fault. And then finally, we've got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith! He says, this was my first watch and it was not the film that I was expecting. I thought there'd be a lot of Harvard types sitting around discussing philosophy and mathematics. Okay, so it does have some of that, but the fighting, drinking, smoking and swearing were all a total surprise. (laughs) Not to say that I didn't enjoy those elements. You can quickly see what an exceptional actor Matt Damon was even at this stage of his career. There was... There are also elements of where he has gone on to since. Watching this and Saving Private Ryan close together has given me a whole new appreciation of him. I was surprised how long it took Robin Williams to make an appearance and how little he was in the film. I would argue that Stellan Skarsgård is more of an important character and he has much more screen time. Mm. It's strange that he doesn't really get mentioned when the people talk about this film. Both he and Williams deliver (laughs) brilliant performances, though. Now, Mini Driver. I like her, but I'm pretty sure she plays the same character in every film she's in. It's a likeable character, and I do think her that accent is her own but does she really fit in here she's quirky and fun and i can see why will would fall for her but i was not convinced that she would i was not not convinced that she would really fall for him uh, his true feelings are also a little hard to read i did really enjoy this film the acting on the whole is exceptional and the story really gripped me and i held my attention however i did not cry and i was promised crying i actually managed to convince myself that will would die at the end and that's what would make me cry i'm glad that didn't happen another all-time great ticked off my long list Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see maybe the movie. he died. I just want to see. Don't the, know. I just want to see the movie you thought you were going to see. Yeah. I, I want to see that film. Talk mathematics, and then someone starts shooting at him in the third yeah. act. <laughs> <laughs> Chucky's jealous, and sh- oh, it's that TA who's been so repressed. Oh, <laughs> moving on, chases him down. Oh, future style. There we go. Uh, and that was everybody, right? 
Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. If you want to know how you can go ahead and chip in on uh, things like this and help uh, dedicate what the final score on the film will be for us, go ahead to patreon.com slash BFE. All of our tiers are mentioned there, and it helps you. I guess most importantly, it helps you support the pod and keep it on the air for what that's worth. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, let's take a look and go. What did the fledgling fandom think? There are a few comments on this one, if memory serves. Uh, let's go ahead and see what they want have been i had it and then it's disappeared off my screen uh am i back here i'm back here excellent so ed from the film effect pod hey buddy says you doing this or austin powers on sunday it's this (laughs) (laughs) we're doing two in one day uh if it's this it is i adore his film the death it's a brilliant character study one of my favorite robin williams showcases the late elliot smith's beautiful music also set the tone precisely we've covered it ourselves have i made a mistake there when i said it was definitely danny elfman i see remember seeing it on screen do you yeah okay uh maybe it's some sort of a record that's on i have no idea uh, oh i think it's the person like the the music like the diegetic music that was playing where's the diegetic music being played oh is it non-diegetic there, there's some like written when we say score by that's what we're talking about so it's if, oh if it's composed for the screen the question is the is song it, at the end oh the, this yeah. is the original song apologies yeah so Thank non-diegetic you. my apologies no it's it's non diegetic, but yeah, it's licensed music. The way we probably yeah. most of yeah. it. Pop culture pastor says, "Great movie. I love the exploration of the idea of it. No matter how broken we get, there is still contentment in life and in each other that can be accessed." Robin Williams is wonderful. I fully agree. I agree. Yeah. David from Scriptical. Hey. I just don't like this film. <gasps> what? The whole premise seems too contrived. The incredibly smart guys at janitor at a university doesn't feel genuine. Also, I don't have a positive opinion of Matt Damon overall. He seems to come off as arrogant in things I have seen him in. Well, I think he's tough in this. Hmm. Like, if, if there's arrogance, I, I think um, the only scene where I would consider him to be arrogant would be the scene where he's telling lambo how easy this is for him yeah but it's a genuine this is really easy for me yeah as yeah as someone who works with quote-unquote broken children which is what this character is it's someone who's been abused someone who's got trauma this is so so fucking accurate i don't think this is that's that's david's point about the broken thing i think it's about the idea about it's the janitor it's a little prince to paupery, but I'm going. But no, that is that is what happens. Yeah, I would say yeah, as someone no, who works in education is, as well. Yeah. Um, just because you end up in a certain situation isn't necessarily a reflection of your intelligence. No, God especially no. if there were contextual factors that would have resulted in yeah. you not achieving as you should, like being in the foster program. Yeah. Uh, we would call that here looked after children in this or country. Child in need. Yeah. And those students score significantly lower than their peers in because their external factors are just so big so how do you get the kid to come so let's say a kid like will hunting who's been abused yeah and then you have to come to school and behave in front of what another male adult yep that's probably not gone very well we see his propensity to violence i think we can extrapolate all these things so if it was just a janitor i i, I think i it hear you david just but it's not just a janitor no, there's so much more he to isn't it. just a janitor either when when you think about it uh, sean um, Williams' character does say to him, "Why did you pick this? Why did you pick at one of the higher elements of learning in the world? Yeah. Just to do technical university? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. could you could be a janitor anywhere. Yeah, but you chose this for a reason. You chose this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, Ed from the Film Effects says, "Please, the folks who voted okay to pour my way." 
I realized the film was subjective, but it's still wrong. <laughs> David, please get in contact with uh, Ed from the Film Effect Podcast. You can find his comments in the same thread as yours. Uh, Carlo from the Movie Loot says, I love this film. I think it's superbly acted, especially by Williams, who I don't think was ever better. But Damon's great as well. I even dedicated a whole special episode to the park bench scene. He's got his link. I'm literally retweeting it as I'm doing it. There it is. It's out there now. And then AJ says, so great film. I'd be inclined to agree with that. Uh, What do the Brainiacs think? Several scholars have examined the role of class. Hey, there we go. Religion and the cultural geography of Boston in the film. Jeffrey Harrelly Mera observed that the residual Catholic Protestant tensions in Boston is an important backdrop in the film. As Irish Catholics from Southie are aligned against ostensibly Protestant characters who are affiliated with Harvard and MIT. Very interesting. Emmett Wynn has argued that the character interactions show class conflict and stunted social mobility. While similarly, David Lipset commented that class inequality is a driving subtext. And I'll also mention that. I mean, you look at schools that are located in uh, less socioeconomic privileged areas and you compare them with similar sort of remits in more affluent communities. Yep. Uh, the uh, academic performance of those two groups follow that situation. Because if you're a teacher, which one do you want to work at? Yeah. The one that's got less of the behavioral sort of, so we see that in this country, we see it in Canada, we see, we see it, we see everywhere. it everywhere. everywhere okay? yeah. So if given a choice, you'll choose the one that, even if it pays you the same, I'll choose, a lot of people will choose the one where, you know, the cushy's not the right word, but where there's. You don't have to work as hard well, for the attention I, I, of the kids. I'd ask where there's less um, obstacles yeah. less to Less disruption in the classroom. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I can be part of it. So people every year, you know, I, I work in a, this, this whole region actually. Yeah. Norfolk is is considered kind of a difficult area to teach. Not not as hard as some places like, you know, there's places in like London and things like yeah. that. That'll be worse too. But there's a lot of people who will go and find, um, we have a system in this country where we rank schools on four levels, the top being outstanding, and people go work in an outstanding school where they don't have to worry about yeah. uh, many of the issues that we have at schools like the one I'm at. Yeah. So there yeah. we go. Um, if you like this film or episode, you would like a Dead Poets Society. Yes. Uh, you would like uh, maybe Good Morning Vietnam, just for another Robin Williams Oscar-nominated role. You'd like maybe The Departed as being The, the Departed movie? brought to us by Hermes, The yeah. Town brought to us by Reverend Bruce, yeah. uh, and having Ben Affleck in it. Yeah. So lots of good stuff out there. Why not go check some of that stuff out? Uh, promos. Not much going on this week because we're going to go see the wrestling. We're doing a double dip. Um, something might pop up, but it might not. So I'm not going to promise anything because I don't know if I'd be able to deliver it. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, so now all that's left to do now is our ratings. Our ratings. Georgia, where are you going with this? This is very, very difficult because I'm trying to divorce some of my emotion from it um, because my emotional reading and reaction to this film probably isn't the, it's the... It is the stereotypical one, but I think it went beyond the normal reaction um, for various reasons. Um so I was trying to divorce that a little bit and kind of go objectively, how good is this film? Mm-hmm. Regardless of my past experience, how good is this film? Um, and then I still couldn't find anything that was massively wrong with it. Okay. Um, but it made me, and it's not even the film's fault, but this made me sad to a point where I'm still about to cry now and I watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I can call it perfect just because I don't think that's what I want from a perfect film. I don't want to be sad. I don't mind thinking and all of those things, but the overarching feeling I get from this film is still sad, not happy. Whereas something like Lil Miss Sunshine, 
takes me on that emotional journey and is warm and there is warmth in this film there really really is but the overarching thing is the sadness whereas that one wins over with the warmth which i think just tips it into the 10 whereas this it doesn't quite tip in this is this is it's got to be nine and a half okay yeah and if, is it just too serious to put a thing on it it's yeah okay that's fine <laughs> thank you thank you for your uh, honesty there I've only watched this film twice, and the second time was sometime this week. And it left a lasting impression on me the first time I watched it way back in the day. Um, I really love this film. A, because it takes me on an emotional journey. And I'm an emotional person. I, I, I get involved in, with characters and film, and I put myself in the situation, and... There's, you know, I have noticed that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I find it hard to divorce myself from it and be a fly on the wall. Um, I do really love this film. Uh, but I'm going by what Felicity told me. She said, is this better? Because we always judge things on, on Back to the Future mm-hmm. for the eight and a half. Is yep. it better than Back to the Future? This is definitely better than Back to okay, the Future. Okay, I was about to yeah, go worried. I was what? But she said to me, you know, with tens and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, is this better than three billboards? What did you get three billboards? I gave three billboards ten. Okay. So before you, does that mean, I, I was curious, because I have tens, but obviously one film, Little Sunshine, yeah. so far has been the favorite one of mine that we've done. Yeah. Does that mean you have to be as good or better to also be a ten? In which case, there's only one ten film ever. Uh, well, I'm just saying, what did I get from this film and what did I get from that film? Yep, totally fine. You know, and I got more from the other film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with that, I'm going to give this nine and a half, it's not your faults, out of ten. Wow. I hope at last it's not your fault is because someone hugged you. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, <laughs> it's not I your, mean, well, actually it is, isn't it? It's, it's hard to find fault with this film but yeah i agree with that i i uh, i'm trying to find the best film ever mm-hmm. and so i mean there's only just, just i mean there's only one tenant out there in the world for you no which isn't true because you've got like three of them no yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i'm trying to gauge how i felt with three billboards and how i felt with this and where would it be on the standing and uh, it's just shy of the 10 no, you're fine i was just sort of giving a little just shy of the 10 just kind of find out your internal logic look it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. Not, not, not you, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> Two things. Uh, Sean Maguire is a character in my favourite video game of all time. So that was neat. Um, and Stellan Scar- Skarsgård wears a lot of scarfs throughout this film, so I'm calling him Skit Stellan Skarsgård now. Um, Skarsgård. Um I've been having the same thing that like Georgia and Liam have had, where I went... Is this as good as the last Matt Damon movie that I covered, which I gave a 10 out of 10, which was um, Saving Private Ryan. Private Ryan. And I'm going, maybe I've just got a pattern with, with Matt Damon films. Um, I've given three 10s since we've done the podcast, and that was for Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse, because the animation was just amazing. I love my sunshine because it's the perfect movie, maybe a nine and a half of a film. And... Um, Saving Private Ryan, because that put me in such a place. Uh, so I went, can I, can I justify in that, that same kind of way? Can I see it in that way? And usually when, when we do a film, I'm going to, I'm going to sans Little Miss Sunshine for this, because I did a stupid little 
in a in a monologue doubt thing, I can just go ten. That is a ten. I, I knew that the second that I was that I got to the end of um, Seven Private Fire and I went, this is this is the ten film. This is this is a stat like this, and I got a similar feeling from this. And we're doing everything just because a film doesn't have any flaws. I can't find flaws. Doesn't mean oh this this made this 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 means it's ten out of ten. So because of that, I'm going because there's I feel like the same as and you know what is it's the score because the score I can't remember and I, I think don't. I think it's it's absence helps it but it's not in an intentional absence if that makes sense. So for that, I'm going nine and a half scarf guards out of ten. Three out of the halves. Mm. That's never happened before. <laughs> I was having the same debate the three of you had. Where I'm going, which side of the coin is it going on? Um, I'm of Georgia. It doesn't do the same thing Little Miss Sunshine does. Little Miss Sunshine leaves you feeling happy. Uh, and that, this doesn't do that. And I think it would be naive if it did. Mm. Rob Williams' wife is still bad. Um... Will's girlfriend still might dump him. He doesn't know. Just because you're driving just for the horizon yeah, doesn't mean it's going to work she out. That's over. I think she'll take him back. I think that part will exist. Yeah, because movies have taught me to think that way. Um, <laughs> uh, but it feels that like the characters in a better place than when we encountered them, and that's that's all right. That's all right. Uh, it takes me in a beautiful place. Uh, I'm not the same. I'm not a guy who sees ten and goes, "I know it's ten. It took me a week to think about Whiplash. Actually, it took me. I think I used my uh, my my bestie adjustment pick to lift it up from nine and a half to ten. Um, I have been the biggest. As it turns out, I, I give out more more tens than anybody, which I was not actually. I, I looked at it the other day. I give out more tens than the only people who give out more tens than me are our Patreon guests. Oh, okay. They, uh, but they're choosing usually their favorite films. Yeah, 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 yeah. True. So, uh, or guests in general. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've so what I'm going to do is I'm not going to belabor the point any further. Uh, uh, this is absolutely a ten in my eyes. It Ooh. is spectacularly acted. Uh, Brilliant! It is incredibly well written, and I think what it does is it plays on. I love it when it's there's themes in play in a movie, and there's no perfect characters, and there aren't. And I think there's good in Lambeau. And I understand why he is the mm. way he is, and he's broken. Mm. Now, is it a perfect film? No, because I don't believe perfect films exist. And there's things that I would fix about Little Miss Sunshine. And there's things I would fix about this. But then where's your bar? If a 10's unattainable, then where's your bar? I think 10, all it means to me is this is one of the special films out there in the universe. Do you know what? You've talked me into it. I feel, like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. It's a 10. Huh? It is a 10. So I love this film. I love this film. It's a different 10 than Little Miss Sunshine gets. It's a different 10 than Whiplash gets. And it's a different 10 to three billboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I also gave. I think I gave a 10 to that as well. It's a different right. 10, but You're it right. takes me on a journey with characters that are rich, that are, I want to laugh at and cry with and laugh get angry and at. at the same time, yeah. And the things they do that, I, that make me angry are things that still feel legitimate and reasonable, and I know why they're doing what they do. And it builds and so something that's so overlooked in storytelling in general is sequencing structure, if you will. Yeah. And you look at the last 25, 30 minutes of this film. Oh, yeah. From, 
you know, the fight between Lambo and Sean. Uh, Sean to the, you know, why is everyone tell me that, 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 you know, I, I was born with this to Chucky's scene yeah. to it's not your fault oh. to, uh, it then builds. make it, 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 oh. it, it, it's, it layers. it's rich. Oh, it is. It's rich. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And yeah, you might go the minute that, 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 that Chucky does a speech about, I hope one day I show up there and you're not there. <laughs> yeah, it telegraphs the ending. Of and you know what? If it sticks the landing on it, good. Yeah. Sometimes just because you see it coming doesn't mean it's not a, it's not a, yeah. a it's not a bad ending. Yeah. It didn't surprise me. That's, sometimes the payoff of something like that is great. But do you know what? I felt warm inside yeah. when, when ben, Aff- ben Affleck goes, he doesn't say a word. He just smiles. Because we know that he's not there, but we don't know for sure how Affleck's going to react to that. Yeah, yeah. So what are you looking for and looking at? Because he's not sure himself. Yeah. And, and what he- happens? I got so much joy out of watching Morgan jump to the front seat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Back to normal again, wasn't it? It was just like, woo. And this is, this I- is our crew, and we are family. Yeah. And this yeah. is our group. Yeah. You oh. can even say, like, it's not just going, like, spelling out the ending. It's almost like Affleck is give it like giving him permission, trying to give him the final push to say, it's okay, we'll be fine kind of thing as well. It's got so many different layers. I'm going to have, I'm going to like, I don't know, harvest something. I'm going to put a reminder for like the first December next year, first of January next year before we do the besties. Cause I'm probably going to rewatch this film and I'm going to go, am I right in my, in my rating? And maybe I end, might end up making this a ten because I want to give this another rewatch so that it's properly manifest. Because you've you've been making me go, I need to see this again already. So I'm going to give this. I've already given the number. I'm you have ten baseball games I chose not to attend. <laughs> not to attend out of ten. Oh, well done. Nice. So Georgia. I mean, it's this is rarefied air right now. It is. Where's the Patreon coming at? Uh, significantly lower than us. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, so... Oh, that's music, not Safari. Hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. We um, find this We get lot. 110 in here. Okay. And that comes from AJ at the beginning. Okay. There. Um, and then we've got four eights. Okay. A six and a seven. A six? Oh, yeah. who's the six? Who gave us a six? Uh, let me What's find name it. and shame? <laughs> da, da, da. Sorry, it doesn't give me an easy way to just... Shame. It. Shame. Shame. <laughs> we'll soon know your name. <laughs> Shame. Uh, the seven Can you tell Nate. that I got to that episode? Seven was who? Nate. Okay. The six was Richard. <laughs> Shame. Uh, Shame. Shame. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for contributing. So if we put it in the machine, do we know what that comes out to? It comes out to 7.85. Wow. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Ethan, it's okay. So no, I just was expecting seven and a half. Sorry. No, so seven point eight five. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's lower than us, but this is going to put it as our second best film ever. So it, it was up there. It was a contention. Like the numbers were almost Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That. I thought I thought you meant that the overall rating now was no, seven no, no, point no, eight. That's no, why no, I had no. my reaction. No, that's why I was so no, shocked. No, 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 no. So no. will um, Ethan's half point make a difference? It, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't make it the best film ever. No. Okay. We never did ask the Patreon. That was before we had a Patreon about Little Miss Sunshine. So it's an interesting. So this will be the highest. This will be the highest rating with the Patreon factor in play. Oh, okay. so that was, that was three little, tens and a little, nine, right? Ethan, just let me keep going, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's two tens and two nine and a halves, if we're being whatever here. Um, so uh, I do have a, a spreadsheet that works out the, the math. We're, we're okay. <laughs> oh, no, I meant for Little Miss Sunshine. Was that three tens and a nine? I think it's three tens and a nine and a half. Uh, 
So I believe it's 9.7 something or other when you work it all out. So um, let's take a look, though, at this and go, well, all that's left to do now is talk about what we are doing next week. Before we do that, another thanks once again to Julene, Hermes, James Guzman, Lena Oberholzer, Anthony and Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall, what's your handle? Silva, Dwayne Smith, Dwayne Smith. the Yeemeister, Reverend Bruce, Nate the Great, Andy Dixon, Holly Callen, Cheesy with a fish on a bike, Richard, Ryan Kukats, Dirk, but his friends call him Diggler, AJ from Nova Scotia, and Stu from the Stu World Order Podcast. Yes. W-O. <laughs> so if you're interested in how you can help uh, help lend your voice here and, and impact the final overall rating of a film like what happened today, uh, go to patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. And just go ahead and uh, jump in there. Tears start as low as three British pounds and work their way upwards. Go look at all the fun stuff we've got available. It really does help the pod. Uh, on top of that, tell a friend about the pod. It's always good times. Yeah. So if you're, if you're a fan of this and someone's like, I don't get it. Fire him off as Lincoln and see what these guys have to say about it. <laughs> we have to say a lot. We want to say thank you. We've run just a little bit north of three hours. Um, that was, last week was definitely our longest pod episode ever. Ever. By a mile. Country mile. So I used to go, I don't know which one the longest is. I can definitely now say with assuredness I know what the longest one is. Yep. So there we are. Uh, 24 hours of Le Mans. Hey, we, we cut that by, we divided it by six. So roughly <laughs> six. So, there we so next week, however, we're going to go ahead and it's going to be a little bit on the lighter fare, a little less serious, yeah. a little, a little more, just a, a promise we made. And that was last year. We did the first of the series. We said we'd do one every year until we finished the sequence. So, um, Liam, all I got to say here for you is behave, baby, because what we're doing <laughs> next week is we're doing Austin Powers, the spy who shagged, shagged me. So that will be that. Is it a sequel that's better than its predecessor? We will talk about that next week on the pod no need for a georgia reacts video the patreon already knows because we're literally <laughs> going to hit stop and then hit record again once yeah. we break for a toilet break or something like that <laughs> so uh that's about it so please join us next week when we tackle the jay roach i want to think his roach, name is yeah, yep. yeah. mike myers collaboration austin powers and the spy who shagged me for best film ever i've been ian i've been liam I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And I'm going to sign off this week, so how'd you like them apples? We'll catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop. Son of a bitch stole my line. And a very special happy birthday to Ensign Ian Davies, yeah. steering the ship in the right direction. Happy woo, birthday. Birthday, birthday, birthday. Woo, woo, woo. So please join us next week when we tackle the Jay Roach, I want to think his Roach, name is. Yeah, yep. yeah. Mike Myers collaboration, Austin Powers and the Spy Who Shagged Me. For best film ever, I've been Ian. I've been Liam. Uh, I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And I'm going to sign off this week because, like Will Hunting, I am a Cambridge student. There's a mistake, I think I...